Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of This Korean Life. Milk or juice? When we are young. Netflix and chill? Or study for the test? But as we age, they get progressively more difficult. University or trade school? They will undoubtedly affect our lives and the lives of those who are closest to us. Propose to her or move back home? How do we determine which one is right? Buy a house or keep renting? Does the correct one satisfy us or others? Take the treatment or enjoy the final days on our terms? Sometimes we feel compelled to make an irrational one that may negatively affect our lives in the short term, but may have a lasting and positive effect in the long term. Decisions, decisions. Today, a short part of our discussion will be about Ghanaian celebrity Samo Chiri and his decision to speak up on racism in Korea. His post on Instagram could have been a snap response to the blackface pictures, or it could have been one of those grown-up decisions, the seemingly irrational one that negatively affects our lives in the hopes that it will today change the course of the ship, even one degree, and point us towards a better tomorrow. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. All right, welcome back to another episode. We're happy to have Jesher and Biney back in action. We haven't seen you, or I haven't seen you, I think, since Christmas, yeah? Yeah, since Christmas. Since you came back, or you came uh, you came to help out at the orphanage? Yeah, yeah. That was very nice of you. We didn't uh, didn't expect to have you out, but you showed up with the pipes, right? <laughs> Helping uh, <laughs> help, move, uh, help move some stuff. We had a good showing at, at the event and then had a nice, uh, nice dinner after. It was good. Anyway, since uh, since then a lot has happened in the in the world in your life, yeah. Yeah, man, twenty twenty has been like <laughs> I don't know if how to put it, but yeah. Well, we saw you on Christmas. It wasn't long after that. Nate was out for Nate headed out for vacation in Canada, right? No, he went to he was in Philippines. Bali. We almost we almost overlapped, and then and then Corona. Brian brought the Corona back. Yeah, <laughs> I brought it back. Well, hold um, on. I posted one the other day about you just laugh at what 2020. Did you see this one? 2020 is almost over. We're in the home stretch, and the home stretch is this rickety bridge, bridge with <laughs> only a, a sliver of wood every two meters, and then o- over a river. And uh, one of my friends put, if it's really 2020, it should be suspended 100 feet in the air. <laughs> and the next one put with a lava pit under it filled with robot crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah, this year has been. I don't think anybody's gonna miss it. Well, maybe that maybe the billionaires. But one of the the things that keeps kind of shocking me is that it's what is it today, September fourteenth? Yeah, that's wild. It, I don't uh, really in my in my you heart just, in in my heart in my mind it it, it maybe mid April. I don't know. It's 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 a strange. But anyways, since New Year's or since Corona, what's uh, what's happened in your yeah, life? So last December, I finished up with my language school. So I had almost a year uh, at the university just uh, studying Korean. You're f- fluent in Korean now, pretty. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, basic life or something like. Yeah. You know, just I can I can I can do that, and then and I you finished. did that after finishing your master's, right? No, after after doing my undergrad. Oh, okay. Yes, just stayed in two years and then went to study language one year and then I came back and then Corona happened. I completed the rest of my KIIP, Korean Integration mm. and Immigration Program, mm. program. I completed level five and level six. So level five is for the permanent residents yeah, in yeah. Jiguan. 
and level six is naturalization that's the kiha so i just finished up with that passed my exam yeah with that so i just i wanted to finish up with the program so i know if maybe just in, for future references or anything if i have interest in like a long-term planning career then i mm. can hop back onto that so that's that's the major change since the last time last time i was like level four when we met that's and a big step from four to six, six is from what I, uh I the, the from what you were explaining it's the not just expressing yourself but using or the difference i think between maybe last time we talked you were going for level five or yeah, maybe I was, I was aiming for level five yeah and you were saying the vocabulary you were using weren't up to weren't up to up to par no man for, for so we when it comes to the KIP from level five on to six, they assume you're like you've mastered the language already. Because uh, we're talking about politics, about history. Mm. I have to study like Korean history from 1960. I mean, before even mm. that. But uh, if it comes to politics, I have to study from 1961 first president Lee Sin Man to Moon Jae In. Yeah. And all like the revolutions, like all the coup d'etats and all whatever that came up. I have to know that. I have to know from like. Chuseon Dynasty, Korea, yeah. all of that shit, and all of that. I have to, you know, it's like 50 chapters. Jeez, Louise. You know, to know about, like, it's history, politics, you know, culture. It's a whole, like, level five is a whole different mm. thing. So now that you've completed it, what, 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 once you accomplish this, what does it guarantee you, or what? What do you get other than the certificate or the license or, or whatever? So when you're applying for PR, like there's a point system for the F27 visa, right. whereby like language points give you like until the recent revision in the, in, in the law before like the language points gave you like almost 28 points to 30 points. Wow. Yeah, that's a whole lot of points like applying for, yeah. for that. And then with the Kihar, you know, like if you marry to a Korean, like you guys with that, if you finish with the naturalization or whatever, if you finish even with the, the, the PR program, then you don't need to renounce your citizenship. Like if you yeah, apply, yeah, yeah for, for that. That's as well. So <clears throat> for people who are married here, it's like a big plus to, to them. Mm. They can really go directly for a dual citizenship mm. or something like that. And people who want to establish business here, it's a really big plus for them because then you identify as, like, as a Korean or yeah, like one of the for the people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's. A, you have all the same same you opportunities. Get, you get much points. Yeah. So how how close are you on? I mean, one of the reasons you're here is because you're you're going to be leaving soon, and you wanted to come back on and, and talk about a few things. But how close does it get you, or, or where where are you now in the points application or whatever to stay here on an E two seven or whatever it is. So with the F2, like F27, the, the most important thing is having a job contract as well, like um, maybe on a uh, job contract for about a year. Also, being if you've been on E7 for some time, three months, four months mm. later, you can reapply for the Jukwon, that's yeah. a permanent residency. So with, the whole <clears throat> system is to get you a good number of points. When graduating here, right. gives you point. With an engineering degree, it gives you point. The longer you've stayed here, also gives you point. All Your of age, that. Mm. All age, income, all of yeah. that. Yeah, gives you point. So where are you on the point scale? Probably, I I would qualify depending on the income from from the company. Ah, so the only thing holding you back was that you you're not working right now. Yeah, the only thing holding back is having a job contract to 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 stay here. But initially, like I said, I wanted to go. To grad school mm. so i just wanted to finish this program and just put it there and later on in life i can use it because my yeah. plan now is to get my phd and then later on then if i need to be here again then 
I would I can use it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 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 So what have you been doing between when did you finish the program? I just finished the program. I just finished the last exam. I think in June. Oh really? June. Yeah, I just uh, finished in June. So. Cause I was gonna say, what have you been doing outside of that? But you were just studying for those exams. I mean, it was just like it wasn't the major thing studying for the exam. My major thing was applying to grad schools and trying to secure funding. That's what I've been yeah. up to since I came And up. dodging Nigerian princes. You were saying uh, you were saying he got. What was it you got um, random emails or he said he's applying to five six places a day mm-hmm. and he got a I uh, for work opportunity like two two three years ago yeah so oh that was three years ago yeah, oh okay, okay. Three years ago, so but he got a reply from from England that uh, that offered him what was it ninety the, grand a year ninety grand a year to start and yeah starting salary goes up to and bonuses is like one twenty one thirty grand yeah. a year just just send me ten thousand dollars <laughs> to process your application and yeah, you're all good. Let's work with a third party to bring you up to England and then we can <laughs> hurry up from there. Wonderful. So, oh, go for it. Well, uh, I think we should jump right into it here, man. No, I saw here. your pipes on the Men's Health magazine there. I seen you doing some modeling. <laughs> that's a, that, a hey, Busan, Busan Men's Health dude, that's, that's, a, that's what I was referring to. Now, now that Chadwick's gone, we got uh, the new Black Panther. We got the new Black Panther. Yeah, He's rest, <laughs> rest in peace, to Chadwick, man. And no doubt. Yeah, twenty twenty has taken a big hit, especially in the Black community, because uh, Kobe and now. Oh, that was twenty twenty. Yeah, you forgot, man. It was like, yeah, it's like oh. wildfires in Australia. Kobe, Black Panther. Yeah, it was like this volcano too, like that we wanted to erupt in the Philippines earlier. Yeah. People have forgotten about that. Well, that was, dude. We like. We you had booked there, our yeah, tickets. Were, Nate yeah, was there. Yeah, you were there when the, I was the flying there two days later. We, I flew in two days after a volcano and three days before yeah, Corona. Like, man, Christ, every month there's the fires on the west coast right now. And George Floyd and like yeah, wild. Yeah, and Jacob or Jacob Blake or something like that. Just, yeah. So what's the modeling? You can't get a, a an F two seven on a modeling contract. No, I haven't tried. Like I said, my main focus was to 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 go to grad school. So mm. I knew I was gonna be done with Korea. Cause actually in February I was leaving, and then Corona happened and the borders got closed. I had to cancel my ticket on the day of my flight. No. And return back to Ulsan. Cause I was way too injured and went to Gyeongju, Gwangju for an internship that was gonna make me stay six months. Cause I knew I was going to grad school from August. Yeah. Because that time, Corona wasn't a big deal. So yeah, yeah. Like I knew, okay, I got my admission. Maybe if I'm going to August, yeah, I'm leaving to August. Uh, and then it happened, like, Corona and the borders got closed. And they said, now you can leave. You got to wait. And the borders just got open last yeah. week or two weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... that's wow, that threw a wrench. And so, and even in our circle, talking about moving countries, there's a lot of families who are looking to, looking to move back home and, and reestablish them reestablish themselves but it's every it's, it's, it's everybody and anybody and it, it, <clears throat> it there's no there's no discrimination it affects everyone man yeah that's, that's the thing with corona like it's it's anywhere and everywhere and no race no i don't no think there's anybody who can say it hasn't affected them in one one form or another directly or indirectly but it's surprising like i mean not to spread hate or anything but like the virus initially came from china and just last week they declared victory over corona with a parade, I don't know if you guys saw that. Like they, they had to. But they got a vaccine. Wasn't that a while? I thought that might have been a while ago. No, I saw they they did that and then didn't have an outbreak right after that. I thought I I read something like that and then it was just maybe. I just saw in the news like. Uh, Last I saw from Wuhan, the uh, the kids were back in school. 
Yeah, even with our mask and stuff. So I was just thinking, wow, it's 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 really shocking that they've been able to no zero cases like over you know. Like but didn't they? They were on. Hey, hey, they were hold on. on hold on, we're talking about China. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't believe anything that comes out of this. <laughs> So if you can, they can say they defeated it, but they're not going to tell you if one person died or fifty million. They're not going to tell you anything. It ruined. Look what it did the first time. They tried to hide it. They didn't want it out. It gets out. It impacts them. It's so detrimental to their econo- their economic situation. And now you have all the you know, all kinds of companies pulling out of there because they don't want to be dependent on China for so many of their products. Hmm. So. They're not going to come out saying, "Hey, we have another problem." <laughs> it's in their yeah, best interest yeah, to hide it. True. If it's really been eradicated, then then that would be shocking, to be honest. Because like, still, Korea is even being affected. The United States, Canada. Like, I like listen. To... New Zealand didn't have a case for three or four months. It is the best that I've heard of. And oh, then then a family. Yeah, it's back and it's everywhere. I don't think there is. There's. You have to learn to live with it. There's no getting rid of it. Yeah, we got to learn to to live with it. And I think Korea is a great example of that. I mean, I was, where was I yesterday? At the Namtang Shijang out at my mother-in-law's. And there was hundreds or thousands of people in the market. And they're selling all their goods and wares. And there's a wet market and a dry market. They're selling everything. Bad. And there's zero social distancing. <laughs> Everyone has their mask on, fine. But they figured out how to deal with it. 450 cases a day three weeks ago, down to what? 100 and something now? Yeah. Mm. But uh, it was as low as 120 or 115 there a couple days ago. Mm. So they, they figured out how to do this. I mean, they, they're they very effective. They have a very robust system for contact tracing. I like the North Korean meme. Who's <laughs> <laughs> seen it? No. 10, shoot, shoot. 10, 10, 22 a.m. Cases one, 10, 24, zero. <laughs> <laughs> 11.15, one case. 11.30, zero. <laughs> Funny, but it's not. <laughs> Is Kim Jong-un dead? That's what the room was just being... Dude, dead. it blew up like two yeah. two or three two or three weeks ago. Every, they... every month there is a rumor that he's no, dead. That was a, a big one a, a, a couple of months ago. No, yeah, no, no. Part, just, yeah. just recently. Yeah, after, yeah, just recently. Yeah, and every newspaper reported on it, but nothing from the Korean media. And then nothing came of it. And now he's popping up again. He's like... Him and Tupac are hanging out it's somewhere. The same, it's the same thing. You wouldn't believe anything that comes from there because it's not the way they operate. And he could have a double or a, or a triple or whatever. I mean, he is a double. The yeah, it's not it's, it's not something that you can take at face value coming out of there. So how do you get into modeling? What's the? I think I got something people want to see right up here. Huh? Oh, this yeah. nice these my nice blonde lock. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the? Uh, what do you, you just start snapping pictures with uh so I after a shower and then someone picks it <laughs> and someone picks it. I'm serious how do you how do you get discovered do you do you show up like I've always wondered about that do you show up or do you do you pump your own Instagram do you pump your guns on Instagram what do you what do you do so I deleted my Instagram like uh, three or four years ago mm. and uh, when I came back I just wanted to rebrand. And I'm interested in photography, so I bought a camera. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Pictures. And then, like, last year, or two, uh, 2018, mm. I got really serious with working out. Mm. Like, trying to... Because before, like, I used to normally go to the gym for three months in a year. Yeah. And I'm done. Yeah. Because that's enough for me. When just for spring? Just getting ready for <laughs> summer? <laughs> yeah, just for being healthy, you know, because I never wanted to overpump. I never wanted to be bigger and stuff. So mm. I just... Yeah, that's just, my problem. I don't want to overpump, so I just don't go. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, but like, uh, when I lived in an apartment that had a gym complex to it, 
Mm. And so in 24-7, I just thought, okay, why not go the extra mile after these three months? And then I kept doing that. I just started seeing results and I was kind of mm. happy with it. And then I got a camera and then I joined a photography group. Mm. And then mostly when we go to take pictures, there are not a lot of models. So we have like 10 photographers and just two models. So I just put my camera down and start modeling taking my shirt off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> start then, flexing and yeah so my instagram got rebranded and uh, people sometimes contacted me you know like because first i was just doing it as a hobby mm. and then i just sometimes realized people pay good money especially in seoul yeah so i was thinking to move to seoul because there, there are a lot of opportunities in seoul and busan much more in seoul but busan doesn't have like that you know that kind of platform yeah for that so that's oh wow basically started happening that, like that that's well, cool well, i got a i got a tangent question How, what was the ratio of men to women in your camera club probably five is to one five men to one one woman yeah. okay that's my experience too and I, I i just say when i i just say when i was dating my my to be wife mm. she was in a camera club and it's a very common place for a lot of koreans i think to meet you know, the, the having skills and wheeling and dealing isn't mm. part of the culture here. It's all about joining these formal clubs. Look how and, long and, my lens is. And, you know, and then you say, <laughs> oh, well, you're single. So is she. Maybe you guys should try a date. And, mm. and it's all these kind of setups. Wow. We were we had a date planned or something. And she said she canceled late one time. She said, oh, I can't I can't make it on Friday because I have to go to a photo shoot. and We're leaving at three in the morning or something. I got to take pictures. And I was like, just tell them no, because you're staying home to have fun. You don't like getting up at three in the morning. Mm. Oh, but they're taking pictures of me. And once I learn more about the photography group, it's like 25 <laughs> guys and two women. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the women end up being the models every time. And I was like, what? Anyway. Yeah, that's funny. So these guys were controlling her weekends and stuff. Like, oh, every other weekend I have to go and and for my camera club. And I was like, if you were learning to be a photographer, it's fine. But these guys are telling you how to pose and what to do and mm. where to flex and this and that. Like, <laughs> Isn't it weird, man? I understand if you're single and you're looking to catch a guy, it's a good spot. There's 25 guys there, <laughs> you know, taking your picture and they going home and staring at them all night. I saw the. Um, so she quit. <laughs> and, and then we got married. <laughs> What's it called? The nagi nagiopki, the the fallen leaf path there over at Munsu. over at uh, Munsu. I saw a camera club there one time. Kids were just running around. I was observing them, but it it reminded me almost of like. Um, some of the guys, the way they approached the women, it was mm. like how we acted at a grade seven dance. Like mm. you'd walk up all shy, and be like, "Can I dance with you?" But they were walking up like, "Can, can I take a picture over there?" <laughs> it was, it was, it was kind of cute, but it was, it was, I, it was funny I've to see them, too. Yeah. I've, I've been to them. <laughs> to me, dude, they're creepy. They're weird. No, um, it's just I think they're they're um, they're they don't go to school with girls a lot of their lives, man, and they just develop later. No, yeah, but the one they later, like forty. Come on. Well, dude, if you don't if you don't go to school, if you're not socialized hold around on, women, if you're every, taking pictures in a photo club, it doesn't matter if it's a man or woman. If there's 20 men and two women, I would guess that one of the men would probably be the model. But how are both women the models? They're more beautiful than <laughs> the men. Okay, so that, so that's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, the point. That's what they say. That's why not many women join the photo club mm. because it's weird and creepy. Unless yeah. you want your picture taken. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> for mine, it's it was like it was only foreigners. Mm. It's like eighty uh, percent Filipino. Mm. Yeah, they they used to be, and uh, recently there was just uh, one photographer, female Filipino who joined. Mm. My American friend also, I introduced her. She's really good at taking pictures too. So she was she was she was on it. 
but eventually also when she came we don't have enough models so she mm. doubles as a model i double as a model and it's photograph. one thing if you want to and that's that's part of your thing you yeah. you wanted to and it's great but when they get you in as a photographer and we're going to teach you how to photograph and then they tell you okay you're the model can you wear these kind of clothes can you do this can you sit like this can you that's being used can you mm. so but mm. i think that's very common mm. just from my experience that's my opinion and my mm. experience and and when i ask in my women's classes you know how did you meet how did you get married and it's always from a club or a friend mm. introduced it's never i i went and met someone on my own or <laughs> so many of these clubs right still get to yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have a I have a bad impression of those clubs, those camera yeah. clubs, <laughs> not just those the camera ones because they make them the object of the whole thing. And I said, why doesn't the grandpa go and model and we'll take pictures of nice handsome old grandpas? Mm. Ah, that's not fun. <laughs> well, why are you taking pictures then? Yeah, because they they feel like especially on Instagram, girls get much more views and likes than guys, you know. Of course. Yeah, so that's why they just objectify women, which isn't good. But so is this something you would pursue or no? As a side hobby, yeah, but not not full time because I don't see making a career from. I'm a, like graduated with chemical and bioengineering. I don't think I can take. You just do you do like shoots or like lab coats just covering your nipples, huh? <laughs> <laughs> cut, off, cut off, cut off the sleeves. Huh? Yeah, the Ghanaian mad scientist. Oh, you got to make your own calendar and start start sending it out, man. Yeah, now there's like you. I don't know if you guys have heard about the new trend, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. No. Uh, is that a career. No, that's a new platform where you. Yeah, people, where people sell their their body photographs or something like it's like a. Project. Which is like if you, it's kind of like Patreon, no? Yeah, like Patreon yeah. only fans. Only, only fans. fans. So if someone likes namemandergo.com or they like your yeah, your. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's my, this celebrity made like a, a million dollar in just twenty four hours over there. Well, yeah, but yeah, well, that, and that's a way that they, you put up your shit, and if people and like people it, they pay. they pay they pay you. So it's a website you need like to pay. Just <laughs> you buy a membership for a it's person. It's a private Pornhub, like let's put it that way. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, it's kind of like like legal prostitution online. Probably Sweet. I don't know, but it's crazy. Twenty twenty. It's not crazy. <laughs> you don't know. The no, no, no. I like. I've never. I, I, because, uh, yeah, we're we're like, married with kids and have family. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to. I assumed it was like privatized. Um, if you are a photographer, for example, you would put your stuff up and supporters. It's just another another form of Patreon. Supporters can yeah, can buy your stuff directly. People or, don't buy. You know. Like, oh, I guess. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. People just going. <laughs> These are my shots yeah. at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you you see someone and you want more, and then you pay to see more. Huh. It's quite the uh, yeah. <laughs> internet prostitution. Yeah, basically that's it. It's but I mean, there's so much of that. But now it's become it's like crazy. is this platform is making money from just like maybe the way Airbnb the porn stars did. are making money. Well, that's probably you know, a good thing platform? if they want to. Do yeah, porn, I mean, yeah. like the, the platform is making money from people as we just like Airbnb, Facebook, blah blah blah. It's mm. just this site that has started, you know. Oh, good. But the problem with these is that they, they exploit so many people, people and so many poor countries or disadvantaged countries of people who go and take advantage of all of this. That that you could go back to your country and say, hey, any girl who wants a part-time job, I got a job for you. And they legitimately need money. They want money and 
now you've convinced them that this is the way to get it. It's a society problem now. And, and it's this has become mainstream and, and normalized now. It, it's it's crazy. And I, I think it, it it's such a has so much potential to be an absolute disastrous thing for for society. It's crazy. You can I think there's good things about it too. Well, there's good and bad for everyone, but <laughs> I, I just keep thinking about selling worksheets, man. Brian, Brian is being positive, yeah. No, but if you but if you think of hacker, right? Yes, a hacker, yeah. But if you think of being in the if if you're talking about the sex trade industry in any given city in the world, oh Christ, fine. Yeah. Maybe it's better to stay at home. It's safer. It's easier. It's more convenient. And if you can make the same money and you were doing it before anyways, but it had a lot of risks, then maybe that's a better option. But no, the whole thing is... I'm sure someone's going to work their way into a middleman there too, but oh, that's a whole different... It's crazy. I just think it's another, you know, cancerous, like, problem in our society these days. But the world is moving... At that, was another, that was another wild thing from 2020. Yeah. Buddy... Uh, it's uh, not over. There's still five months left. No, who's who's the guy that just got out of jail? For, like, he ran the, the world's largest, like, child porn ring. Ah, and he served 18 months and now he's the out. Korean guy, the right? Korean guy, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. they tried to extradite him to the States, yeah, to but the they States, wouldn't. But they didn't allow it. He'd know, get crushed over there. That was crazy, man. He got a lot of money from, from, from child porn, which was crazy. That brings me to Korean laws. You know, it's kind of absurd sometimes. I don't, it doesn't make sense. But it's not like laws in other countries aren't absurd either. I mean, but here, when it comes look what we're looking at in America right now. We're talking about. Laws. All, all, all Canada's the same. Every country has them. Laws that were made a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, for for situations aren't parallel to what they are now. I think the Second Amendment is Second Amendment. You can own a gun. Gun. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 that you can you can say it says that it does say that, but I mean, you it's can, how it's interpreted. You like can every argue law. it very strongly the way that that was made for a different time period than it is now. Things have to evolve. They have to change yeah. as society changes. Yeah, when it comes to common platforms and like you know ground i think people ideally should we should all agree with one thing especially like everyone should be against child pornography so even if if it's korea and u.s coming together and saying okay this guy did something really bad you hmm. know it's child pornography korea shouldn't take a stand okay he's our person so we're gonna treat him it's a whole world issue hmm. because the kids over there on that side weren't from only korea you know they're different parts of and all the viewers were also from probably different parts of the world hmm. so we should be a world issue instead of korea handling okay let it deal with them with our loss because the that, age that, would of be but then, that would be an ideal situation but it's yeah. a pretty gray area i mean take drugs for example but why send them to the states why not well, why why was he getting extradited to the state? This should be my question. Law. Because he was connected to yeah, he was connected, and guys under him were from the states. Oh, okay. okay. The tier two and tier three guys under him in the states ended up getting twenty or twenty five years. Oh, and, and other guys, I think Germany and a few other countries, they're getting between fifteen and forty year sentences. Eighteen months. And they were and they were under. He was the ringleader, and they were under him. So, yeah, the states had them on all kinds of different counts and charges. I don't know if you guys know this. If you Google it, the age of consent in Korea is 13. I don't know if it's changed since then. But that, is that Korean age? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold no, 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 no. I thought it was four. No, I, I ask. I know that sounds terrible, but because I thought it was four. 14? I thought it was 14 Korean age, but if it's 13, yeah, both actually, you know what? Both of it is, it is insane. <laughs> yeah, think about there's it. laws all over. I mean, I the States is in the news all the time, so I see more of the States than I do of Canada. But there's all kinds of those crazy laws that exist all over the world. 
that were made. People don't even realize. They just, yeah, but I bet hundreds of years ago. Consent the, doesn't apply to me. It's not part of my life. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have to read about it. It's not nothing to do with me. But when, when someone says, daughter, "Hey, did you know in Ulsan it's a different rule and you can get married at 10? Holy shit! I never knew. I never would have thought of it. It doesn't apply to me. But yeah, they should change that. Yeah, you know, when you have kids, then you start to think about them as well. You know? Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, because if you can't prosecute someone because your 13 year old daughter consensually agreed to something, mm. then you think it's crazy, right? Because Absolutely. You guys yeah. have kids right now, yeah. you know, and then when you think about it, then the, these laws should technically be, you know, like to, to be changed. Remember the those kids too. Um, or speaking about being underage or in the law, those young, uh, the young kids that stole the stole the car and were driving around, and they couldn't, they can't even, they can't even prosecute them. They were in uh, uploading the Instagram live, like, yeah, we're gonna run away from the police station, <laughs> and they for, and for they, the fifth time in two months. Yeah, and they couldn't they do saw, anything. Right? They, yeah, they saw, right? and they were like wearing these designer shirts, like to the court and I'm like man these are kids that wild ass whooping you know like <laughs> but you know they're gonna they're gonna have a nice brand on Instagram after two is the did you guys hear what's trending now cancel Netflix oh god because of uh, in Korea or all no worldwide really? cancel Netflix yeah 9th September 9th September was like 4 or 5 days ago right mm. Netflix uploaded a new movie called Cuties oh I did see that the uh-huh. the, the, um, the kids who were dancing the gymnastics girls, maybe? Yeah, they were dancing, okay. and, and people said it's like child child abuse and child, you know. Like mm. I watched the trailer, I was like, oh my god, I didn't think this movie I was going to be. I don't know if I've heard of that, I don't know if I've seen it, but I've seen other stuff similar, and, but, but that is, that's, a, it's all become normalized now. John Bonet Ramsey was how long ago? Oh, the, 30 the, years the, ago? That, the girl that got killed? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that was like child princesses and they were, they were four or five, six years old and their parents were spending tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, and, was fucking I mean, it was already, I mean, that, that stuff was a problem decades ago and just, it's just getting worse and worse. I don't, now it's on TV. Now the internet has changed a lot of this stuff and brought it into your living room. Yeah. And, yeah. and so it's more upfront and personal than before you used to just see it in the national. I read one the other day that was funny. It said, before, the only news outlet you couldn't trust was the National Enquirer. But now, now you can't trust anything anymore because they're all full of shit. I just feel being a parent in this era is like 10 times harder than, than before. You That's know? why my kids haven't left the house in seven months. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad says it every time I talk to him. I'm glad I'm not raising children during this time. Oh. And I'm glad I'm not a CEO or a boss of any of these companies because... They're lose-lose situations. Sports teams, Black Lives Matter, social, all this stuff. You you can't keep up. You can't do it right. What, whatever you do, half the society is going to chastise you for it. So it, it doesn't matter. But he he says every time, "Oh, I'm glad I raised you guys when the problems were just uh, you know stealing money to go to the corner store and not you know mm, how much yeah, no, yeah. if my kids watched porn at six years old or not. It, it's crazy. Kids, I think kids having phones too young or. Social media or social media accounts too young is is absolute, absolute, uh, absolute insanity. And talking to talking to my brother, he said my niece now has uh, begun with uh, with social media, and it's hard to get off, man. I downloaded uh, TikTok. The I, last time you said TikTok was addictive, right? Dude, I I couldn't <laughs> turn it. And even the the crazy thing is knowing knowing that. 
going into it like, oh, this is a really addicting thing. <laughs> no, when I turned it on, I was like, all right, you're going to watch a few. But everything is is tailored exactly to my taste. There's nothing. <laughs> I've never, honestly, I can say, I've I've never seen a TikTok video that I didn't think <laughs> was like, awesome. Right? Not, not that I didn't like, that I didn't think was awesome. People it was, on TikTok are so fucking creative. Dude, yeah. it's it's like, unreal. It, it it's unreal. It, just, like I, like everything, they all have goods and bads to them. He sent me. He's like, "Hey, do you know what TikTok is?" Like, no. I was like, surprised. Brian this was, was a couple. This was a couple months ago. Do you know what TikTok is? No. He's like, "You gotta download it. It's it's amazing. Not <laughs> amazingly good. Just you can see all kinds of." Listen, I went from knock like Mike Tyson knockout. Good girl in a bikini. I like that. Here's something about cooking. Oh, this is great. Cats. Here's something. Okay, no, I didn't see any cat. The uh, but it, it was every everything I could like. I, uh, I looked. Put, I looked for ten minutes that night trying to find something that appeals to you. Yeah, and it was just garbage. Garbage. I mean, they're funny. I'm laughing. They're crazy. But dude, it's also rotting my brain and just a waste of my time. I was like. God, I could see I could spend like six months just flicking to the left to watch because they're only 10 seconds, yeah, 30 seconds. 30 seconds yeah. he has, you know, he's flicking left. He's got a TikTok and something else mixed up, I think. So, <laughs> so just next, next, yeah. next, next. Oh, and I was like, okay, just delete this thing. And he was still going a couple weeks later. Oh, he was still going on it. I had to do TikTok. I deleted TikTok. I just made an account because I just figured that was a platform to make money if you want. Like, then that's what I told him too. If you're an influencer. I uploaded a, a picture. Yeah, that's where it started from. He said we should we should put stuff People on TikTok. People were making money. I uploaded a picture of Instagram bread. wasn't as pain as much as TikTok is paying, so I saw most of the influencers moved mm. their videos. So on Instagram, they said, if you want to watch like how this goes, mm. go over to my TikTok. Yeah. Boom. Dude, I uploaded a picture of bread. It got like a thousand likes in the first hour. I was like, whoa, this is unreal. <laughs> uh, that's what he said. For, yeah. for this and for, yeah, for, for We podcast, Hope, yeah, for yeah. We Hope, we could put anything on there. And I said, I just watched like, I don't, I don't know, a cup of coffee on a table for 10 seconds. And it had like 6 million likes. Yeah. Everything on there, but there's a billion people using it. Of course, people people treat like you know depression these days with the social media. So that's it. If you feel sad, if you feel depressed, hop onto social media, and then. Well, I think that's the cause of it. Christ. Yeah, you gonna uh, forget about. I was gonna say I don't think it, it, it's, it's a cycle. So, well, you're just you get. It's such a. Oh, and it's been said. It's been said a million times, but there is a there is a, a personal example recently of um without giving too many details there was uh there was an event and i saw the pictures that were posted i i know all the background details of the event it wasn't there but and you see the pictures that are posted and you're like out of all of the shit that happened that weekend or over those few days this is what you post are you kidding me and it's and thinking from uh from someone else's perspective who's just flicking through Instagram or whatever platform it happened to be on. Um, Do it for the gram. And you, 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 look, you look through and you're like, oh, wow, I wish I was there. And you're like, mm. that, that's looking at the, at the picture I'm talking about, you would say, oh my God, what a wonderful moment. But the shit that's attached to that was, was insane. It was you know, five, six years oh, ago. It was gross. We were used to be like, you know, wild, like trying, you know, going to clubs and stuff. We just go to Facebook, check this club. 
pages and you see on it on Facebook and Instagram, you see the pictures they take. Oh, this club is gonna be booming. We go, all the way, <laughs> we go all the way to Busan. Yeah. Different story. Yeah, you know, like it's like, and we were like, we vowed never to go to Korean clubs. Again, <laughs> but like, that hasn't changed in the end, right? That's just no we false stopped, advertising. We still, yeah, we, we we stopped going because like if you try to believe whatever goes on in there, you just like if it's a whole area, they're just gonna focus on. <laughs> when when did your hamburger ever look like the picture at McDonald's? Never, never, or or, or anything else. I mean, come on. Oh man. So yeah, it's it's a cancer, and it, it's gonna. It already is. It's caused so it's much eating, harm. It's eating the and the society as well. Speaking of Korean clubs, I brought up to my wife yesterday, and I found a maybe a flawed logic in my in my thinking. And we knew we were gonna have the the podcast today, and I was asking her yesterday about foreigners being turned down getting into korean clubs there's some korean clubs that are only or sorry yeah that are only for koreans when you go in you show no foreigners allowed and i said that's so racist how can they do that shit and she did shed some light on it and said that it's not there's some clubs that are only koreans because the the owner wants to keep his patrons happy and i said Mm -hmm. that you can't kick people out based on the ratios it's not only that there's clubs for not foreigners. She said it's in the in the culture. I guess that if she said if she was going to go to a club back in the day in her mid thirties, she would read up on the club first. Like, is this for early twenties? Is this a dance club? Is you know? And they kind of the Koreans still do that. What? The oh no! But she, 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 they, 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 they know where they're going before they get there. Of course, but I mean as. As a foreigner going to a going to a club and like oh sorry there's no foreigners allowed like oh that's horribly racist but I think the 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 option should be up to the to the owner of the place he opens it he can have whoever he wants and if people are are offended by his shitty business style then eventually he's gonna lose right yeah, you should be able to run your business however you want. There are laws against like you know like segregation and trying to make like you know like you can't open a restaurant and say hey I can't serve like I'm not serving these people. There was there was one example. Tell me what you think about this. And it's this is where my flawed logic was that there was the the example from the states where the um, there was the gay couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pastor that didn't. It, yeah, it was like a really religious bakery, and yeah. they wanted him to bake like a penis shaped cake or something. He goes. I'm not doing this. It's against my religion. They made they blew it up on social media and had and had a huge problem with it. And I because there are laws there like that prevent you know like yeah. But I but I thought in that in that case the 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 bakery owner is justified in his decision. He doesn't have to do it. His his own shop or it's her own shop. So so can we apply can we apply that logic to to a Korean nightclub or no? Because I mean you're there are laws here that prevent like people who offer services to. Uh, to stop like to decide you know based on discretion like mm. I'm not going to offer my services to you or that mm. if there was a law saying that if you don't offer services to you mm. I know for Kakao Taxi they made it out clear if a taxi driver doesn't pick you you know even though it's pincha you know that's empty taxi and you stop it and the taxi moves and you can take a picture of the number plate and a, a oh no way yeah Kakao came out to say because there was like a, a huge like it's most of the time when you go to Hongdae, yeah, Itaewon, yeah. and Busan, late night, sometimes, like, there have been times taxi drivers didn't pick me. And I've friends. heard, yeah, I've heard yeah, about that before. Yeah. yeah, we were foreigners like that. So they came out. We've had say, that for years and years, just yeah. not on the cow taxi, just mm. regular taxi. Yeah, mm. so also like Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm going home now. 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you just pulled over to pick me up. Where are you going? <laughs> what about what about morally? Do you think the think the Korean club owners? Do you think it's? I don't know they because they're private. not only they're not only. But don't at home don't they make them private clubs then? Buy your buy your membership, pay your membership fees, or make it a private club, and that's what they used to tell us in in the old days. Here they'd say, "Sorry, this is a private club. You need a membership." And I'd say, "I didn't need one last week." Hmm. Oh well, then we don't accept Americans. Well, then great because I'm Canadian. <laughs> oh, we don't accept North Americans, bitch. <laughs> and, and it would just so then you know that it's not based on. You yeah, know, I wouldn't go to. Or, I wouldn't try go to a club or a place that I know it's not gonna. But it's sad because, like, if you look, at, I don't want to mention one one famous pub in Busan and hear his name. Hmm. They made a fuzzy naval. No, <laughs> they, made, they made a lot of money from foreigners in the beginning. Yeah, because all the people who were living there were working in the shipyards and all. You yeah, know, all these people who go there to drink. So mm. many Koreans who wanted to interact with foreigners started going there because they know this is the place where I'm going to meet foreigners. That's India. a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> I don't want to say, it, and then this place was huge. Every time you go, it's packed up. Mm. And just this year, beginning of this year, they was like, sorry, no foreigners because of Corona. But then you think about it, like we live in a country that's like almost homogeneous, like, you know, and cases like ratio of foreign cases to, to, to local, you know, like, to yeah. people, it's like, it's, it's not, it's negligible. Not mm. close. Yeah. So if you going to the, like, just be point blank, I don't want to sell foreigners. But well, if, I mean, if you wanted to discriminate based on something, it should be your religious affiliation in the, <laughs> in the beginning, if was, right? If that was, that was a, a good platform and a place for him to make a lot of money, then he would suffer enough to say, hey, I want the foreigners back. No. I, same thing. I don't want to go somewhere I'm not wanted. Yeah, that's me too. And, and But it, it also stings or hurts when, and I mean, I'm white, so I don't get a lot of it. But I remember when we were in St. Petersburg, Russia, mm. and every guidebook says, Asians and blacks are not welcome here. You're going to get harassed. You're going to have to play bribes. You have to do everything. Plainly in, in the book, in the in the guidebooks, it says it. Be careful. Don't be able to. Welcome to Russia. <laughs> if you're black, away. skip no, to page nine. All the guidebooks <laughs> said that. And in Moscow, bribe. <laughs> in Moscow, it wasn't so wasn't as serious. But in Saint Petersburg, it was rough. But we never went out one night without getting rolled by the cops. Mm. They they attacked me and Petey one night. Hands in our jackets. Hands in our pockets. Said, Stop! And they just come up to you, four cops, hands in all your pockets, taking out all your stuff. Oh, that scares them. All your stuff, your passport, your because you can't walk around without your passport. This little ATM receipt style thing that you have mm. to have on you at all times, you get fined. And I was like, holy man, like this is the third night in a row. Let's just stop going out. Because, but the guidebooks told you that. Anyways, we went to the one place. We were two Canadians, two Americans, and one African American. And we said, you know they're not going to let you in. Why do you want to go? I just want to see. They, they can't do that. They can't do that. They can't just say no. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> we walk into the we walk into the place, and it's Vladimir and Waldemir Klitschko at the door, and they go. They call face checking there. Mm. If you're not handsome or pretty enough, and and that's it. They just call it face check. Not only black people or Asians, but yeah, other people Russian also. People. If they think your your dress code is not appropriate, they just say no, and they stand there. You're like, holy shit, With man. those guns, right? Two like big... Like gun, right? No, no. Those are like pipe cleaners compared to these guys. I, I mean, I mean the Klitschko brothers. I'm not joking. Like, it wasn't them, but it must have been their cousins. <laughs> and and they look and they just go... So we put them in the middle. Like, okay, we're all together. Maybe they'll let us in as a group because he's with us and some of them already went in. And anyways, okay, okay, okay. You. No. 
Oh. And he says, cool book. Why not? What's wrong? And I'm like, are you crazy? This guy's going to throw you across the, the country. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, no. And I was like, holy shit, dude. And you knew this was coming. So I don't know. Should we all leave? Mm. Is a show of solidarity? Or should we? But we knew it. And I wanted to go to that place. So we said, well, let's stay. We're not even friends with these guys. They can go. They were just staying in our hostel. Anyways, and it was as blatant as can be. The only black guy there didn't get allowed in. But he knew it. We knew it. And and it oh, hurts. I would say just stay home. You know you can't go there. Just don't go. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, I like, to be honest, I like it when people are blatant. Like you said in the guidebooks, they've stated it. So I'm not even going to attempt there. But like here you said like in Korea, you hear it for a week. You've been there last week. Yeah. And the next yeah. week you go, they tell you no. That's the problem. That's <laughs> the problem, you know. If you already stated from the time you're making this club up, I'm going to set up a club for only Koreans. Put it up. Write it below the, you know, like this club is yeah. only for Koreans. Korean, yeah. Then right from the beginning, people know there's no, but when it's like on your people, like foreigners have gone snapped and say, hey, this is a good place. Next infused, a lot of people are coming and you know, you've got more people based on advertisement and now you just decide to, you know, like discriminate yeah. against a certain group of people. Then, you know, that's, that's, that's my a problem. problem. Yeah. But a lot of these places also discriminate against which foreigners are coming. Yeah, sometimes. And you see it online all the time. People from poor countries or from countries of of other visible minorities that are not white get treated a lot Deeply, different yeah. than Western white people trying to get into these clubs. And yeah, it's yeah, that, it you got to have one set of rules and just apply it across the board. It can't be changing. You can't be moving the goalposts every time. But doesn't it won't the uh, I'm not the I'm not saying itself. for well, yeah, yeah won't won't his business model eventually just fizzle out and. But that if, if all foreigners could agree on, like, you know, like, one thing, like, don't even try to patronize these places in the first place. Mm. Once they've made a stand, because a week ago they were saying no foreigners and they've started accepting mm. foreigners. We shouldn't go. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. we should And they, and they lose you, and they lose yeah, that they part lose. of the market. Yeah. yeah, but they can only accept us when they want to right. and reject us when they want to mm -hmm. but you find out because people are you know like hungry for you know party vibes and stuff they end up succumbing to like whatever you know like oh let's forgive them it was just last week yeah, yeah. blah 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 but these places like i'm talking about so in busan they put up the names over there like hey these are the places that rejected foreigners like during the corona mm -hmm. pandemic we're not ever gonna step foot there again good yeah, yeah. and I then think, yeah. we agree and then we don't go there. And that's they're going to learn some sense and know like, hey, we shouldn't just yeah. because the laws are never going to favor Good. us. And that's the and that's it swinging the other way. Right. That's yeah. the, the loss that he'll take. Unfortunately, we make up like a fraction of the population and probably won't affect the <laughs> probably won't affect the, his business all that much. But I think it is good to, to stand up for what. Yeah. You, what you believe in and let it let it be known, man. If you get shitty service somewhere because because you're a country of origin and. But you don't go I mean, back. Uh, travel, I mean, even when I was in, in Ghana and Takrati Sekundi, I mean, they had the yacht club mm. and you had to be a member or you had to come with a member. I was a nobody. I hung around and I, I met a couple guys, mm. met one or two on the golf course, and then they started chatting. I said, Hey, let's go. I said, Okay, sure. But I couldn't get in on my own. Mm. And it wasn't just for one kind of people or another. It was a lot of the miners, a lot mm. of the engineers who were, you know, in the area mm. would go there on the weekends to, avoid riffraff and mm. people you know bugging them or trying to sell them mm. stuff or whatever they could just go there and yes there it, it was a little bit dodgy and there was women there so but but that was not you know it was just 
a rule. Mm -hmm. It was a private place, and if you wanted to join there, you had to make the membership qualify whatever. I right got, from the onset. Right? I got I got no problem with those at all. I mean, you you have to do what the membership requires. So. Yeah, just like Costco, you need a card to go. It's been said from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. If, Absolutely. If, if Costco says, okay, you don't need a card, and next week I go, it's like, oh, sorry, you need a card, and yeah. then the next week it's like, you you don't need a card. Then I I'm, forgot my yeah, card outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you see, it's gonna be. But right from the onset, they said, you know, Hanaruma and all these big mats, they don't require. It. So if you want to go to a place without a card, you know, Costco is not. Where the to, go, place yeah. to go? Yeah. You go to Lotte Mart or totally you go to agree. Home mm -hmm. Plus or something like that. Yeah. But Costco has made it right from the onset. You need a man. Why do I need a membership card to buy food? It's rather. Yeah. <laughs> like we say that yeah, you yeah. need it, so you can't argue with us. And yeah. people still buy and go there because Absolutely. right from the onset they've said it. But these clubs and these places, these restaurants don't say that from the onset. Yeah. They just make rules based on how they feel like. And mostly, if you realize, most clubs they start banning foreigners after there's a foreigner that fought like a week ago. Mm. So if there's a foreigner that fought a week ago, then the next week. But it's always no they have a wheel that is spinning. Or, or 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 it's just you know like a place that never had any foreigners, mm. and all of a sudden you show up with your buddies, and then all of a sudden they start seeing you taking women out. Yeah. And, oh, they're stealing our women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened because also, because yeah. that's been going on here for mm -hmm. for years and years. Mm -hmm. The first ones were, no, we don't want foreigners here. You guys come here and you take our women, and we're like, oh, well, but we <laughs> but we don't see it as a problem because in our country, every in in, in, uh, in Canada, it's, it's, it's share culture, right? It, it, it's it's multicultural. I mean. If you don't stealing our way, it sounds like you're clubbing them in the if head. If you don't like those those men or those women, then you say sorry, I'm taken, or sorry, I'm not interested. I mean, you're not handcuffing them and dragging them out. That's what I said. You're <laughs> clubbing them and if dragging them out by the hair. If they're interested in something different, then then I'm that's just, up to them. I'm just preaching Ryan in 2012, just hooping one on. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was married then. On, on his show, he yeah. married in 2012. Yeah, yeah, he used to carry a lasso to the bars with it. <laughs> he just put them on. Like, but hey. I remember going to to a couple of them, and, and same thing. We would go in one week with our buddies, and they'd say, "Oh, you have to spend at least two hundred dollars in." Okay, really? fine, we'll spend two hundred dollars in because that's what you had to do. Hmm. Uh, and then the next week they'd say no, and the next day I would go on a Friday. They'd say no. The next Saturday, like the next day, I'd come back with a guy from SK hmm. or you know a senior manager from somewhere. And say, hey, Mr. Kim, let's go. I, I can treat. Well, let's let's go to the club or the bar or whatever, and uh, or the nightclub. And he'd say, oh, okay, sure, 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 let's go. And then they don't say anything because you're going in with an older Korean guy, and if he says a word, he's going to get chewed out. Mm -hmm. And then I go, huh, where where's your balls tonight, buddy? What happened last night? You were Mr. Big, and today you did. I tell you my experience with Ravi in Busan. Like, so Ravi and I went went to went to Busan and and we were we were like we were in uh, we were in this pub and it was really full and then we decided to take a walk. Did we, either of you have a shirt on? <laughs> we had a shirt on. Just the buttons weren't done up. We had a shirt on, so we go into the convenience store and then we see a like a club trooping with lot of people, lot yeah. of people. Like, we were like, wow, this is gonna be one whole place. So we try enter and they are like, no. You need reservation <laughs> before you enter. And then we were, I just like, we were like, Rabbi was so bent on entering inside. And I'm like, just to check the guest list. So I mentioned one random Korean name, like Kim Min Son or something like that. <laughs> and then they check it. It's like, sorry, it's not in it. And we just tried for like 30 minutes trying to bargain. Rabbi said, we're going to pay two Kim times. Min Ju. Kim Min Song. We're going to pay twice the amount of money just to get inside. They were like, no. And then, like, and they couldn't really speak English that when we tried to use the foreigners' ignorance to, to yeah. go inside. So I wasn't speaking <gasps> any Korean. 
<laughs> and then they, they kept and people just kept entering and a lot of ladies were going in so Rabbi was like hey man this is gonna be awesome let's go and I'm like yeah but we can't get in so we just hanging out and one guy comes he's like he's like so he works in the club and he's the one that can speak in English so he comes and says like I forgot the guy's name but he comes and says like hey are you with Marco and we were like, yeah, we were with Marco. I've been telling this guy for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, Brian, these people start treating us VIP. Give us VIP fans. <laughs> like, just take us in, you know. Like, take us into the class. Like, oh, we didn't pay for anything. Give us band. Take us in. Give us two guards to stay with us. Me and Rabbi. Yeah. And Rabbi says, like, dude. Dude, this Marco guy? <laughs> Dude, he brings you into the back. It's like Pulp Fiction. They fucking, some guy comes out with a gimp outfit on. <laughs> five minutes in there, Rabbi was like, man, we got to go up. He's like, what if this Marco is some like Russian mafia or like... So we go... Man, these people that they were treating us shit like a minute ago, just all of a sudden like changed. Like two guards with us and they ask us, do you want to start with the drinks? Like, should we, or you gonna wait for Marco? Yeah. And I'm like, we gonna wait for Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi's ordering champagne. And then we try walking and they're following us too. Like, I'm like, man, and Rabbi tells me like, hey dude, we gotta find a way to, you know. And I, I was like, so I just made, 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 cause they were following us everywhere. We couldn't even go like to the toilet without us being it's followed. Like you're so for Rabbi says like, what if this Marco comes here and like, I don't know these people like that and then, Boom, like, because yeah. they asked us, you want the drinks now? And I'm like, we haven't paid for anything. And then I just tell them, you know what? I want to go call Marco and find out where he is. So they try to follow us until the door. And I'm like, can you excuse me? I want to make a call, you know, with Robbie. My phone was even on low battery. It was off, mm. man. <laughs> and, I just like, and then Zoom, we went out asking, like, hey, you know anyone who's Marco, like, in this area? Because, like, it was that kind of pub, like, you see Maseratis and, like, you know, like, all parked <laughs> outside, you know, like, Bugattis and that. So we don't know. So you thought you were going to get in with Robbie's Matisse? <laughs> <laughs> Like man, you know, like they just treated us from zero to a hundred real quick. Everything changed. But How like, funny is that, man? I'm not gonna risk that again, you know. Like we never found this Marco guy in Busan, never ever. Marco, I'm gonna be on the I'm gonna be on the lookout for Marco now. One of the one of the biggest things that you you mentioned, or one of the main things you mentioned that you are interested in coming here and chatting about before you take off was this Sam Ochiri. Is that how you say it? Yes, yeah, Sam Ochiri. Sam Ochiri. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little a little background on it and uh, and start off the conversation? Yeah, so like I don't know if you guys have been following it, like it's been trending for uh, like. Uh, for, first, I mean he's he's the first prominent Ghanaian here, right? Yeah, he's the famous like the most famous black man in Korea. That's we're talking about Dadzi. <laughs> 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 oh, I missed it. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so so Sam Ochiri, if you don't know who we're talking about, Sam Ochiri is the famous the most famous black guy in you know in, in Korea. He showed up to stardom because of fluency in the language and how funny he is, you know, speaking the language naturally like Korean. He could make jokes in Korean. He yeah. appeared on many TV shows like the first one, Pijon Sangweda. Yeah. Yeah, then that he blew up. So it's like this case about him got really big you know like and then how people just attacked him and how his career career like just started you know like to you know i don't want to say decline but it was on like, shaky ground yeah on shaky ground mm. just puts me like i've been thinking about this i've been i thought about making a youtube video to address this and especially for people who live 
outside Korea who mm. don't really understand what goes on in Korea. Because mm. I want to start this issue from like from first when I came to Korea. So I came to Korea eight years ago. And when I came, people back at home always asked me, you know, is there racism in Korea? What's that like? Is there racism? Is there racism? How is it like? Are people racist? Because most people didn't have any idea about how living in Asia was and even to talk about Korea. Mm. So one thing I always told them, to be honest, I I can't say there is like no racism here or there's racism here. But what I find out is a lot of the people are just ignorant. Sure. Yeah. So that's what I mostly told people. For example, like I think before we go uh, any further, maybe define ignorant because I think when you translate it from heard even growing up, yeah, I it sounds strange, but I remember the the day that I found out the word ignorant wasn't always a negative meaning. My my grade eight teacher called me ignorant, mm. and dude, he was he was a really good guy. Everyone was, he was mm. like twenty seven, loved hockey. Ever all the guys liked him. And he said, like, oh, you're so ignorant. And I was like, until that time. It affected you. No, until that time, I thought ignorant was just like, you're an asshole or like, you don't know. Or it was just always a negative meaning. Yeah. I'd never really, at 13 years old, I never sat down and thought, what what does this word mean? What's the, how can it be applied? But it does and, have that connotation. Don't be so ignorant. Don't be an asshole. Don't be when rude. He, when he said it, he, I can't remember the situation. The context like, in which you're, you said you're, it. Oh, dude, like that, that hurt me. He's like, don't, he goes, that doesn't always have a negative meaning. Ignorant can be. No, as we said, you're so uninformed is is a gentler way to say it probably, right? You're so uninformed. Oh, yes, I am. You're so ignorant. Whoa, what do you mean? You get. Yeah, let's look at the dictionary's definition of ignorance. You know, it has two meanings, a lack in knowledge or comprehension of the thing specified. Yeah. Example, parents ignorant of modern mathematics. Yeah. And then the the second definition is resulting from or showing lack of knowledge or intelligence. Yeah. The second part, all intelligence, is what people classify as, you know, like lack of intelligence. That right. means it sounds like a little bit of an insult. Yeah, yeah. But lack. But that's of, anybody who's not, you know, a, a wizard in every subject in the world. I mean, everyone's ignorant to some aspects yeah, to, and to, some topics. Yeah, and that's some why way. I like the first definition is like comprehension of the thing specified. So a particular thing, you say you are ignorant about guns, mm. you're ignorant about culture, you're ignorant about this, you're ignorant about unemployment rates yeah, yeah, yeah. in the state. Because you have no idea about figures and mm. fact about that. The good, the good thing in, I mean, in, in my situation years ago is that he followed up and said, you know, it, it's not always a negative meaning. It yeah. means you're lacking knowledge, and I, it might even been like hockey rules mm. or something. And he said, like, you know, you're you're ignorant in that aspect. And I went, oh, it, I guess this uh, this does apply. It I cares, am ignorant yeah. as I as I don't know, and I learned something that day. And I've used the word in in both ways. Yeah, depends on on the context. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what I said before. I also had the negative, you know, connotation to the the meaning of ignorant. But like, when people asked me, I couldn't call like some people racist. Mm. I should just only say, oh, they were ignorant Tacked because ignorant. yeah, because like especially in or culture wise, because like if I sit on the bus and someone tries to touch my hair. Mm because the person is curious about the texture of my hair, mm. I can't classify that person as being racist. Mm, because, curious. Yeah, the person is curious. The person is ignorant about how my hair looks like. Or the people, the kids or that... Or ignorant about social uh, social norms. Yeah, like you can't touch a stranger's... Yeah, touch a, turn, a stranger's hair or yeah, something yeah. like that. So like... And then if I sit on a bus and people avoid sitting next to me because they're afraid I'm going to speak in English to them, mm. 
they're ignorant of the fact that certain foreigners can speak Korean really fluently. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't, yeah. So when people always address me like, how is this issue of racism there? I couldn't really pinpoint exactly because there is a thin line between ignorance and racism. Yeah. And, and uh, and yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah. yeah, so that's what like, so like for instance, like when I just saw my roommate making instances like, you were on Facebook, you have internet, you have blah, blah, blah. And people were like, always asked me. And I made a joke all the time when people, and I was surprised that I used to be sarcastic, but people literally took you know, like my sarcastic meaning to like to me, and it's like true because like people said, "How did you get to Korea from Ghana, all the way from Ghana?" Swam. I said, <laughs> "I swam. I came with a horse." You know, I did, and some people believed it yeah, yeah. in a joking manner. And then when I realized some people believed it, I had to educate them and say, "No, man. Mm. Of course, I took the plane." Mm. You know, you get it. Like they asked, "Like how did you get?" And I, I, I remember playing hockey in the states when we were when we were young and. They say, Canada? You're from Canada? Do you have an igloo? And sometimes it is joking, but but sometimes it definitely was just straight ignorance. Yeah. Well, it's a, they like have, you mentioned earlier about our our view of most African countries, man. What we're... Yeah, what well, you totally see on the media but it's, is... But it's, is every, it's everybody about every country unless you've been there and seen it with your own eyes. I mean, yeah. that's why I say it's not limited to one, one, yeah, one yeah. group of people. I mean... I'm ignorant about somewhere that I haven't been because until you go there and see it, I don't think you can have. I mean, you're just you're just spitting out whatever you think, right? But it's not based on anything. Okay, I saw this, I read this, but how many times? I mean, you've traveled a little bit. I've been all over. How many times I've seen in the news or on social media or on the internet something, and then you go there and it's completely different. Exactly. When I was going to the states, everyone was like, "Hey, dude, don't wear a hoodie." You know, like, and put on a hoodie at, at night and then walk through. Yeah, right. But my experience living in Orange County, California, Korea is safe. We can admit Korea is safe. Like, Very we safe. can walk around. But I felt Orange County, California, Irvine was much safer than Korea mm. from my perspective. Yeah. And, like, it's a whole different perspective. Like, in the point that I was with my roommate and he was, like, his car was locked. So we were trying to pin lock it. And, um, like excuse me to say one black dude and one white dude in the middle of the night 2 a.m trying to do and the police pop up it's a dead sentence like in in other states or other like everyone's mind like you know like it's 2 a.m police pops up and treats me nice like is like hey you guys what do you need and he's like oh i got my yeah key and the police was like how do we know it's your car he's like my id is inside and the police like oh so i'm so dumb Mm. and calls back up and comes like so i was scared when the backup was coming i told (laughs) the dude man i've seen a lot of shit going on on tv Mm. you walk and talk to him Mm. because you were white that's mm-hmm. what I told him. So he walks to talk to the police. But I find out like the police was really chill because at that point in time, this state has really like low crime rate and all this. So the yeah. police don't have that instinct, mentality. yeah, mentality. So it all depends on like wherever you find yourself at different points in time. Yeah. Sure. And the person. Yeah. So when people person. just ad- ask me about like in the general, like are Koreans racist or like is there racism in Korea? I don't know how to to answer Respond. that yeah because it's a complex we, question yeah yeah because like people always like want to come study here i studied here for like five years and people are always curious i want to come study there but how is racism when i wasn't I, w- I was in the state i heard a lot of people like just walking in walmart and people talking about korea i realized the opinion of korea was really shallow mm. because they were like limited some people even didn't know there were subways in korea like yeah. But I think that's everyone's opinion of everywhere that they haven't been. Yeah, right? it's, to it's see kind for of themselves. limiting, yeah, and, and ignorant. I mean, Muslims are terrorists. All, the, all these generalizations, all these stereotypes, they are. Go there and see them. And, and I was in the sub-Saharan Muslim countries. It, 
part of the some of the best places I've been, some of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, and the different do, yeah culture too as well. Like do you experience. Do you think there's racism in Ghana? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, there's racism everywhere. Right, there is racism everywhere. Good because like. Sometimes I even admit that there are certain points in time that I have been racist myself. Mm. Every human being has some point whereby you have a, a despondency towards your own race. You prefer them and might consider them superior during to certain moment of time by act of someone against your race. So let's put it like, so last year, uh, in, in the two years, three years ago, there were a lot of Chinese were illegally mining in Ghana. Right. You know, you know everything, I, not just mining. They're doing everything yeah, now. They're, a lot of they're buying stuff. up so everything. And, and one Chinese guy shot up a Ghanaian police officer mm. when they rounded him up. Because in Ghana, like we we don't like please don't shoot right on instinct. Do you get it? So they were trying like to negotiate and something like that. Boom, Chinese guy shot the police yeah, guy. Yeah. It became a national issue. And at that point in time you might make some racist remarks, you know, like what are, yeah what are the chinese doing in my country get out of mm. my country you know like we don't even want you like everything is fake and all this kind you become that kind of like you know of racism exists but the kind of systematic racism or like that prevents people from a different race from doing something mm. i would say in my best opinion doesn't exist but racism towards like this kind of act like uh trying to Acting on impulse when someone of a different race acts something mm. definitely exists back on home. Do you think, uh, I, I think you're going to make the comparison to Korea after that. Yeah. There might be some systematic stuff. Is there, how many foreigners live in Ghana? Like now Korea is, you know, is closed for a long mm. time. I think lots of foreigners are, are, are making their way here. Mm. And I think they're, they're trying to, trying to, uh, to adapt and, and do their best. But um, do you think in the, or first, is there lots of foreigners living in living in Ghana? Or yeah. is, it, is it... So one surprise that I also got from living, I came here eight years ago, mm-hmm. right? Nate, Nate was in Ghana. Which, what, what year was it? 2004? Yeah, so, so back in... So when I was growing up, like when I was six or seven, I met a Japanese. My friends, like my, my older friend, he was like maybe 30. Mm. His friend, I was like seven. I was like, uh, I was kind of like... Uh, his... And your friend was 30? He's like, uh, or your dad's friend. <laughs> my dad was older than him, so uh, let's say he was awful. like, yeah, I, I was his godson. Yeah. Yeah. So my godfather, family friend, maybe. yeah, family friend, my godfather. Mm-hmm. But we were really, we are really close now. Mm-hmm. Like our relationship doesn't yeah. look like a godfather and son or something like that. So probably in his early twenties or late twenties, and then he had a Japanese friend. So at six or seven, I like I, he they were used to interact with me, you know, sending me the origami, trying to teach yeah. me Japanese and other stuff. So and that's for the average kid like gets exposed to seeing other races or foreigners earlier. Mm. So I don't freak out when I, I'm walking and I see a white person walking towards me. Yeah, you know, like that. But when I came to here, I came to Korea, especially in Ulsan, mm. eight years ago. We could count the number of black people that lived here. We were like six or seven. Yeah. In Eunice, we were like five. So when I walked to Onyang and the old people see me, they freaked oh, out. Yeah. You know? Do you remember when I brought you guys for dinner? I don't know, maybe five, six years ago when Benjamin and, and Umar came? Yeah. We went for dinner. Yeah, in the Ulsan And I, I didn't know that they were, no one told me they were Muslim. Hmm. And then they had to eat the intestine and everything hmm. else at the restaurant because they weren't going to eat the pork. And then we walked over and we went to the McDonald's after, right by yeah. the old place. Hmm. And we walked in there. And there was Mary and everyone was with. Yeah, that, it was like maybe eight or nine of you guys. Yeah, 
and me and my wife and my kids. And I was like, I said to my wife, holy shit, this is the first time in Korea in like however many years no one's ever seen me. Like I feel invisible. I was walking with these guys and they were getting all the attention. No one even saw me. And usually I'm like the focus of everyone yeah. is this big, big white, white guy, guy walking down the street, hairy or whatever. And I was like, holy man, I feel like I have nobody, I, I don't even exist. And my wife was back even further just watching and, and looking and observing. And I was like, holy shit, man. We walked in the McDonald's and they thought like a, a gang of, you know, <laughs> Inner city Detroit thugs just walked in to burn the place down, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, they freak out a little bit." You know, everybody ran, but everybody ran to the back that time. Mm. And I was like, "Come on!" I felt bad for you guys, and I was like, "Because like, I get it, but I don't get it like this." Like, holy mm. shit! Nobody even saw me for like a kilometer of walking. Nobody even mm. looked at me, and I was like, "Holy shit, man!" That, that kind of like you know that that's what we 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 normally like get here. So Usan like that time like maybe uh, now it's like more you know like right. yeah a lot of foreigners. But growing back at home. I was used to seeing foreigners, so my interaction didn't come as, you know, like uh, getting scared on mm. my first sight. So it was quite unusual for me when I came here and people used to freak out because mm. I walked to the office or the international office and I'm working and the person just working at the computer turns up, sees a black dude and then yeah. like yeah. that, you know, like reaction, <laughs> you know, to some, to some yeah, to you, everyone gets that sound. To some people, it might be, you know, like, Offensive, offensive mm-hmm. and racist because like why do you freak out in the middle of the day it's 12 p.m yeah. and because <laughs> i see korean people 99.99 yeah of time and yeah and so like yeah with that i could say they've never they've never been exposed to seeing foreigners you know and their first experience just freaks them out a little so i can't really put them under the category as like people who like are blatantly racist yeah. so i could just only say oh they're ignorant they haven't been exposed to seeing people because like sometimes kids talk about my hair and say bogle bogle ramen mori like boiling like boiling ramen noodles you know like <laughs> and it's really funny and yeah. some call me chocolate and stuff and uh, like uh, sometimes the bosses are like, "Hey, don't say that. That's racist." But I always, I always like they like they say, "Hey, don't you feel offended when people call you chocolate?" Mm. I'm like, "There are kids, you know. They're like in the kindergarten, mm. and that's the only thing." It's pure. It's innocent. Yeah, and then I use like cocoa butter, so I smell of I smell like chocolate. Yeah, so I jokingly yeah. said like, "Oh, like chom or stebuto." Nega people talk at you. Like I have the same skin color with you, but money chocolate mogunde. Jigaman people pago so yeah. My skin color is that Korea chocolate or Ghana chocolate? Ghana chocolate. I just told them like I always tell them, you know, I used to live in Ghana. Do you know in Ghana they sell Korea chocolate? And they go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and just just puzzled. I, huh? Ravi Ravi told me something before. Um, it's funny he comes up twice in the twice in the podcast, but he had a black friend at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I think he, he might have immigrated from somewhere, but uh, he was. I think they were walking together. I can't remember mm. the exact story, but they were walking together one time, and um, and someone made a racist remark yeah. to him, or like, "Wow, you're really black," or, or something super offensive. And Ravi said he took it so well and just said, "Like, hey, I'm from this country, and in my country, blah blah," and used it. And after he told Ravi, he goes, "You know what?" You can't get angry at these things. You got to use them yeah. as a teaching moment. Yeah, as, exactly. As a moment. Exactly. Whoa, what exactly. A, what a like hey man. Stoic, like a when I when I lived when I lived in Ghana, they used to chant for me every day. Yeah. Bafle, how are you? <laughs> oh, Bruni, I'm fine, fine. Thank you. you. Yeah. And they used to chant. I was like, if we did this in the streets of of a, a black neighborhood in America. 
people or a white guns. neighborhood with a black guy walking down the street, I mean, you'd probably get shot. Mm. You can't say that. And and it was such an eye opener for me that you know I mentioned before that mm. the N word doesn't have any meaning. There's no connotation. They yeah, don't even know what it is. Already, it's yeah. an American culture thing. It's yeah. got nothing to do with black people and Africa. Mm. Um, so, but my experience is, I, I said to you before that. Uh, we, uh, as a white person, I've been a minority in many places. I've lived for the last, you know, 17 years, the majority of my life. But I don't, it's not the same, I don't think, as what you guys get. And I was going to ask you, if if I'm in Ghana and I go to the market mm. and I have to pay one and a half times the price of what you do for the same item, yeah, is that racism? Opportunistic. Yeah, that's that, that <laughs> would be the right word. Because, but, but. Opportunistic for the. For the market seller who uh, who assumes that you don't, but that's what I said. I don't know if it. I could be the poorest, the poorest, most uneducated white man in Esyama, Hmm. Western region, and they would think I'm a god. And I would say I have no education, I have no money, I have nothing. Why do you guys think I'm a rich white guy? Stereotypes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Stereotypes like account for all these things. But because of that, I get treated right. I have to pay more for the taxi, pay more for this, pay, pay, pay. It's getting ripped off, I would say, which happens in every country. Because when I was in China and we couldn't speak Chinese, mm. we took a taxi, we rounded up, and then we figured out we were in the yeah. same sport and paid. How many McDonald's are in this <laughs> <laughs> Paid the next money, we just realized yeah. it. So getting ripped off, I don't know if we can classify that as like racism. Listen, it comes down to the person and their intent. Because even if, if they look at you and say, "Hey, oh, oh he's white. Fuck this guy." Because if I go back at home right now and I take a taxi and they realize I haven't been in the country for like 10 years or 8 years, they mm. will try to rip me off. If I start speaking like English and don't speak in my native language, mm. then like if the taxi driver starts ripping me off, I start telling him, hey, man, we yeah. are from the same community. Yeah. He's going to, oh, dude, I'm really sorry. I didn't know. I thought you were American or something yeah. like that. So I, I don't I, I don't think we can put that under in the racism. Probably like yeah, like yeah, stereotyping, yeah, discrimination, trying to, yeah, yeah, trying to rip people off. And I like I like opportunistic, but I just wonder when it goes the other way, that oh, I have a tough life here. Hey, I gotta pay double for everything just because of the color of my skin, and yeah. I don't have double the money all the engineers have. Yeah, I, I'm on I'm on a very small stipend, and I'm paying. Du- because I, mean, I realized that back in Ghana, in the cultural site, like the historic site, you went to Kakum and like all the the places that like uh, you know the castles and stuff. When foreigners go there, they pay more. Mm. I think it's because of also taxes and stuff because they want to encourage local tourism. Mm. So they want people to go there, and then you would be if you paying the same thing from someone who came from America to go and see, like the the Cape Coast Castle, mm. and then the salary discrepancy between. The state where the dollar holds higher than the city also mm-hmm. accounts for some people charging extra for foreign. But if it wasn't money and you were getting ripped off, and I'm just I'm just thinking out loud, mm. if you're getting ripped off from opportunities mm. in education, in housing, in other things because of your skin color, then it will be racism. But not when it's money. No, it's like what what Brian just said, like opportunistic people try to be, you know, like to take. Yeah, but if you were in Ghana and they said, "Hey, you can't enter. Your kids can't enter this school because they are white," then that's that's racism, mm. right? Because they've banned well, your you kids. To, when you go to Thailand, you're bargaining at the market. You know they're giving you a shitty price, and they're not doing it because you're they're not doing it because you're Canadian or because your wife's Asian. They're doing it because they want to make it extra extra bucks. Extra bucks. But they don't try and do it to the locals because they know they can't get away with it. But I can sit there and bargain all day long. 
because I don't want to let them get away with it, but they just don't sell it to me. They just let me walk. Yeah. Because they feel that it's market opportunity. We, are, we, we have more wealth than them, so therefore we should pay a bigger price. I think that's objectively true. I, I, I think it is. Because when I was in the Philippines and I realized the taxi, for even though they tried to rip us off, it was like 10 bucks. But I know in Korea I'm going to have paid like 40000 to sit in the taxi for like one hour. <laughs> but then we just deal with it because like I've been here and I've lived here. I know how much the taxi costs. And I know even though they are trying to rip me off, I just pay it off because like... When you're in any country, yeah. again... It's like a bonus day for him, you know. Like <laughs> when, he you're, gets... when you're in Russia, man, you're getting... It doesn't matter if you're you're white; they're still sticking uh, their hands in your pockets. And... Yeah. So I yeah like back to the question that you put like yeah there might be you know but like I I like the wording that Brian posted like <laughs> people try to be opportunistic you know like in situations where it's it favors. I don't them. think I don't think the the average market seller is sitting in the market going can't wait for a white guy to come and <laughs> yeah. steal an extra. No, but if they say that the white them. people in America are opportunistic because. They're taking advantage of their opportunity you, to. You, that's not. You can't apply. The, that's the systematic racism, you know. Like what you just put. If your kids are not back at home in Ghana, I know like people like there, there are a lot of foreigners like people who make they go to international schools where they pay huge amount of money. Mm. It's nothing compared. Like someone is paying like twenty grand, mm. and like my high school fees is like two hundred dollars, and someone is paying like twenty thousand dollars <laughs> because they want their kids to go to an international school. Right. I can't classify that like oh. If I want to go to that school mm. and they don't accept me because I'm like a low income earner, I mm. can't say that like they're being racist. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get it? It's yeah, yeah. it's all like preference and equal. Like it's not equal opportunity because we can't all get equal opportunity yeah. when it comes to paying for quality education. Mm. So with that, like there might be some kind of you know like segregation or sure. be between and there's always like you know the rich and the poor. You saw that back at home. Like the difference between the rich and the poor is really huge. Someone driving a Maserati and someone not even having shoes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you get it? So yeah, with that we can put all of them under the like same umbrella of, yeah. of racism. You can't you can't apply the the market seller and in, in and education and, yeah. and education in America. I think it's too too totally. Yeah, but let's move back yeah. to career. <laughs> yes. Get into the Sam Ochre there. So yeah, so to, for those people who don't know about Sam Ochre, Sam is around one of the biggest like uh, black. People and Sam has always used this platform to educate people about Ghana because, like, one surprising thing when I came and I saw, like, in, in terms of ignorance, is people thought Africa was a big zoo or big jungle. Mm. And, like, to be honest, I've never seen a tiger before in my life till I went to Chicago Zoo in America. <laughs> I never saw a giraffe, I never saw a hippo because back in West Africa, in Ghana, we don't have those kind of animals. Mm. Do you get it? If yeah. you go to Southern Africa, it is. But people's mentality were like, hey, you know, like, do you? And I just joke like, oh, we have three lions. And every time growing up, when you're 17, they initiate you into having a lion. Yeah. And people believed me. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. said we had two elephants sometimes like in the backyard. We can ride and people believed me, you know. So I just like so when I realized like, that people sometimes are gullible, you know, they believe whatever they hear yeah. so some with that big platform was trying to educate people and now when i go anywhere and i say where are you from and i say i'm from ghana and they start talking about ghana and they're like some more so i was the we everyone's really happy especially the black community mm -hmm. because some as a big you know like influencer or big like tv Carries person yeah. For a while, yeah yeah because he was also using his platform to educate people try to tell people okay ghana is not like that ghana is like this ghana is not like that ghana is like mm -hmm. this because people were really surprised and I was like, you don't have giraffes in Ghana? I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. we don't. 
and they're like damn i thought i would see you know like and people picture like always cr- driving and crossing the road and one elephant just walks up from the left and and crossing up so i just saw like okay sam was using his you know platform to educate people and it's good mm. and then the, the bigger platform you have the more people you can educate and then the world becomes a better place because sometimes you realize that it's not people's fault or worse <laughs> <laughs> i mean all the guys at the platforms now yeah I mean, a lot of them have bad you yeah, so bad some influences. some people misinformed so sam was some uh, if you don't know sam Ochre, just google about him or check about him sam was uh is a big influencer in korea and he recently there has been like the huge talk about Sam trending in career about what he posted and let's so Sam Ochi posted about you know this this meme that was going on the the yeah they're dancing yeah the Paul Bearers so they are from Ghana actually so BBC carried out an interview and these people became like blew up yeah because like it was used for like a compilation of like funny incident that could lead to death and so, so for people who haven't or weren't on social media, basically there's a, it's a GIF, no? Mm. A, a short animated series of pictures that show the Ghanaian Yeah, with funeral, the music, yeah. Astronomia, yeah, playing in not, the background. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. It's if, not so, wrong. if someone dies, if someone dies in mm. Ghana, it's not the sad three-day everyone's crying it's a it's a celebration of life yeah it depends on how old the person was so let's say like if the person was like 60 70 80 mostly like they celebrate life but if it's a young teenager someone passing away okay. then i doubt to my best to the best of my knowledge mm-hmm. i doubt they'll be dancing and singing okay, okay. yeah so for the for the old grandma or grandpa who's lived a good life and mm-hmm. passed away they're in the they're in the casket the pallbearers instead of a, a sad a sad walk to the and just a few yeah. people do this actually so i was gonna say people, this yeah. isn't normal this i, I went normal, to like yeah. god i went to so many funerals there no more i've never had a f- seen a funeral with that before so yeah so so this became so i was even surprised to see this oh, okay, okay. when the meme started i didn't know it came from it's ghana opportunistic so, yeah people try to be yeah, they're trying to, to take to advantage creative. yeah people try to be creative at funerals and said instead of putting the coffin in the middle and everyone passing by it yeah. let's try to entertain these people so this group of six or eight people came together and like let's dance with the coffin mm. you know and then people were surprised because how heavy coffins are mm. they are very heavy because so of the, the six wood. strongest guys to start yeah squats so yeah so people yeah. actually are intrigued by how they can handle it yeah. And I'm sure a lot of people are just waiting for the coffin to fall down and pop open, you know, like that. So they have a good laugh. That's why the gift's only three yeah. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's 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 like it it draws people people's attention. You know, people yeah. are in a, like in a form of suspense. What is going to happen yeah. if one guy just you know like loses but, his yeah, balance? It, but what it what it turned into was. That it was the punchline to every every dummy on yeah TikTok yeah that, I t- yeah I, that every happened guy that tries to tries to do a triple spin off the diving board and ends up you know belly flopping then it it cuts quickly to the to the gift dancing pallbearers yeah yeah, to, yeah. to the dancing pallbearers mm-hmm. which is a roundabout way of saying yeah. he died yeah 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 Some that's your body a, inside and rear you stepped you stepped <laughs> on a rake and it smacked you in the nose yeah. So so the story about this, like that's the background of it. The, this and Sam relates to this because he's from Ghana. Yeah. So the student, high school student from Mujumbu High High School, they always do like uh this like parody yeah. or like they dress up to their high school. 
graduation. That's it's, a that's a common thing. I it's think, a tra- across yeah. all high school, all Korean mm-hmm. high schools mm-hmm. for their graduation photos. They tradition. Yeah. Some of my students I saw before they were wearing dresses mm-hmm. or they put a wig on or do something funny. Yeah, but this high school is particularly famous on the internet because every year they bring out like the most funniest pictures awesome. and they blow up. Yeah. So one 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 of they them didn't disappoint this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 2020 so i mean it's not surprising like everything is popping up like like that but they did and i honestly i couldn't even recognize when i saw this i didn't even know they were koreans That's due to I, how yeah. how good they had painted themselves yeah so yeah, was- so first when i saw because i follow sam on instagram so when i saw it i didn't even know what yeah. it was costumes are yeah because yeah. i until i read i i read it and i saw in the one guy ear if you can see in here I can see, you know, like it's still not being painted well. But these, this guy here, you know, like he did a really, really good job. Yeah. And then so Sam came and said, I quote him time and time again. Why won't people get that blackface is very offensive and not funny at all. There have been so many instances both on and off air where people paint their faces black here in Korea and think it's funny. It's not. And I'm highly against it and highly disappointed. You put so in so much effort to educate people in here in Korea and make them understand that you can appreciate a culture without making mockery of the people. This has to stop in Korea. This ignorance cannot continue. Hashtag team K-pop. Hashtag no to blackface. Hashtag no to ignorance. And he posted this. T to K-pop, what is that? I don't really understand that hashtag, but from like my Korean like uh, friend, Mm. it's a kind of derogatory term against like K-pop. Derogatory term yeah, against K-pop. Against K-pop. I don't really understand it, so I don't want to really. But that mm. hashtag generated a lot of controversy. Yep. The three words that, from my um, ex-girlfriend's point of view, mm. sparked up this was one educate. So from her point of view, educate means Koreans were not educated. Mm. Two ignorant. That came as an insult to her. Like, how can you say we are ignorant? Mm. You know, and the third was TK pop. So like this sparked up and people started digging into Sam's past. And one surprising thing was no one had ever come on, commented on that, you know, like that video where he made the slanted eye mm. uh, face to signify ugly face. And the video is in nowhere related to oh, then, Korea, if you watch, yeah. if but you watch the, it, that's the the media. Yeah, the media. media bias, and if you're buying into it, the that was the first time I saw mm. that was there was tons of articles that popped up about him. But as soon as you open any any news source, yeah, Sam Kitty well getting in trouble for racism, mm. and that's the main picture of him doing this. You're like, is that did he really go on TV and say? And this is what Asians look like. Like no, it's not. Yeah, there's there's some there's some context behind it. So everyone, so Sam almost identifies as Korean because when I hear Sam speak Korean in on on TV, Mm. if you talk with someone on the phone and you don't know he's a foreigner, you wouldn't know he's a foreigner. So he's almost Korean. So I think like with his platform and trying to speak to Koreans as like brothers in the same language because he even posts this first post he posted in korean and yeah. then later translates it to english yeah you get it so he's addressing korean people especially his fan base mm. trying to use this as an opportunity to educate people now let me put it out there especially in ghana to be honest we don't really relate much to blackface until this i didn't really know i mean like i found i found that 
not not strange that he mm. spoke up about it, but I thought yeah, a lot of uh, black Americans, yeah, a lot of black Americans I saw on the Facebook was like, hey, dude, why are you even talking about this? Because you don't relate to it. Yeah. But I also found that like probably he's using his platform to speak for all black people because yeah. a lot of black people saw him as a face of black people in Korea. Yeah. To be honest, like my friends were like, oh, 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 I show sometimes my friends like black face and they're laughing about it because one, we don't relate. Like Nate was saying, yeah. uh, when you go back to Ghana and you call someone nigger, the impact it will have on calling a black American nigger is not the same impact it will have in of Ghana course, but I would understand if someone got offended I wouldn't just brush it off like because I don't feel offended because yeah. by blackface if someone is reacting to blackface I should just Fred, hey you a black brother mommy black brother this shit is funny let's forget about yeah. it no I can't do that because I don't know how it you know influences his life how it affects him how you know what the trauma he's getting for it so I can paint it back so a lot of people so the, the, the one thing that came out of this the people the Paul Bearers gave a shout out to the Korean student kids, mm. because that's also one part of ignorance back at home. We don't know about blackface, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so these people just gave you a know, shout out, like, "Why is Sam angry?" But the original, yeah, guys but are the original, happy. I, actually, that's the, the thing that came about. Like, yeah. no. So the fact that one black person says, "I'm cool with calling me nigger," doesn't ignore the whole point of maybe 9.3 million black people saying like hey why do you call us nigger yeah. just because one black person agrees with it so the koreans came and said a lot of them came and said like hey why are you being like making a fuss out of this these people even gave a shout out to this kid yeah. and why are you angry but yeah. the issue is not sam being angry the issue is addressing ignorance yeah like hey blackface is not funny because if these kids just put on like a coffin here mm. and wore the attire everyone will get the picture the painting wasn't really necessary but they again they're it, it's the same i think as the as the guys giving them a shout out it comes they, they don't know I, yeah they, they don't they, know they, i don't expect it's it's passive it's indirect mm. it's it's not the vulgar blatant obvious intent to do harm yeah that's racism just to say uh, i'm gonna yeah like you know because some people relate black face to slavery and all that stuff i don't think the kids had it in mind like hey we want to laugh at the slaves back in like you know like the 70s 80s or 60s you know yeah. like blah 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 they just wanted to show like this funny meme that was going on and then let's represent it. I, I can say straight up I'm ignorant to the blackface history and, and exactly. all Exactly, same with me as well. But I want to know, like we always say about in Halloween mm. and Justin Trudeau is on record of doing blackface once or twice. Brownface. Brownface. <laughs> if you want to be, uh, if you want to go as Nelson Mandela mm. for Halloween, is that just not allowed? Because that's called appropriation or something, isn't it? Cultural appropriation. But right? if you want to go as as Michael Jackson or you want to go as the Pope hmm. it's not okay for you to put on Halloween makeup as an old white grandpa that's a, the Pope is that not okay yeah we should also understand the era of, of stuff because something some words and you know words evolve things evolve action evolve some things that were not offensive 10 years ago 15 years ago right. are offensive now. You got to be very careful. Yes. You know, you got to be very careful. Like <laughs> That's and, why I said I just want to go live in a, in a poor place that doesn't have a lot of like uh, And you should know the internet never forgets. That's one thing in our, in our life. So what Sam's Ochre's case just came about and made it worse, people started digging out, you know, looking for everything. Well, hold on. That's why I wonder who's going to be running for president in all these countries in 20 years. I mean, you, you, you got to put Twitter. your kid in, a, yeah. in his bedroom and never let him out for 50 years and then let him run for president. Then he'll so have nobody no has dirt. a story yeah. on him. 
Uh, everybody's going to have dirt. Speaking about just how things have changed mm. over over time and dealing with racism and whatnot. <clears throat> just recently, the the Filipino girl with the exactly with the, with the tattoo has popped up. It always goes both ways, right? It always goes both ways. Yeah, but hold on. Just to to draw a parallel now with with everyone being so um, what do you call it? so woke everyone so everyone has to be yeah. like, careful because that's and, a that's a word that's got some negative connotation to it. Everyone being sensitive. No, everyone everyone on the internet with a with a with an opinion wants to show their how good they are and how much knowledge they have and how how righteous they are. <laughs> And no, but they wanna they wanna call out the the Filipino girl for having the the tattoo. The rising tan, yeah. I doubt when she sat down at the tattoo artist, she said, "Listen, I'm looking to piss off a bunch of Koreans. Throw this tattoo on my arm or where, what is it?" But background, she lives in Korea, right? And she's a little bit famous or something. I think she's. I don't really know much about her. Her name is Bella, oh, but the, she's the producing. Thing, the thing I wanna I wanna say is that she's ten years ten years right? ago, GSP, one of the. George St. Pierre, one of the premier, premier, most respected, respectful MMA fighters to, to grace the octagon, just ranked, you know, one of the top pound for pound. I'll go on for two years about this guy. But he came up with a rising sun gi. Like his, you know, mm. walking out to the to his fight, he had that. And there was huge backlash from, mm. from Korea. And he basically his response was, I, I don't I've never studied Korean history. I have no idea how it how it affected mm. you i'm sorry i'm not going to do it again and they let it go because he didn't know mm. can't we do that now yeah that's why, what it, why, why do you gotta you gotta you gotta burn everyone at the stake for 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 being ignorant or even calling out ignorance i don't know yeah so 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 sam is in the media so he's seen instances probably you know he's dealt with like uh, racism probably in the in the media I'll talk about it later especially mm. in my modeling career I'll talk about some instances where I feel racism mm. exists in in here but the thing is it's not blatant racism so he wanted to use his platform to address and let's okay we see blackface all the time and mm. people laugh about it but let's try to educate people so people I just think people should have sat back and said okay why is it all right why do you want and you know people could have interviewed him other celebrities should have could have come on board but what we just saw is God forbid we have a conversation about something do you do do you think that being the korean figure that he is uh, of the face of black people in korea yeah and that popular and having that platform do you think he overdid it do you think he could have been more sensitive in the way he did it knowing koreans reactions and responses could he have approached it a different way that would have had a, a better and more calming kind of effect i don't know the the original post in korean but when i read this in english in english with the exclamation marks it, it, it's very hard even i mean messages be between us sometimes, yeah, you, I'll, <laughs> sometimes i'll send one and be like oh i hope he doesn't take that the wrong way it's hard to yeah to interpret exactly the mm. the feeling of this message but when i read the english interpretation this has to stop korea i don't think he's Again, it's me. He's not standing up and going in a in a authoritative manner. Mm. Like, this has to stop Korea. Mm. You know. Like, no, but I mean, this, it, this ignorance can't continue. I think if, for me, it feels like he's pleading with them. Like, guys, come on! It's twenty. Look what's But but you know days. they don't take it like that. You know Koreans are very sensitive. You know they're very proud of being Korean. Yeah. And they're very. They're very pr- culture. You know that yeah. culture. So knowing that, if you're 
If you ask me if I tell Koreans they're ignorant and uneducated in some aspects of society or, or cultural aspects, do you think it would get a good result? Absolutely not. It's, it's, it's social media suicide. But we have to call a spade a spade, right? That's what he tried to do. Like, this is not funny. Yeah, and hold on, and he's look look what he's done. Maybe maybe he maybe he sacrificed his career and said, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna. Yeah, but that, let, do let we it, have to it, sacrifice? Do we have to sacrifice our career to put a message across? Like he shouldn't have to. You should sit down. Kaepernick, the, the guy no. that the guy Absol- the, the football absolute. player who knelt down mm. and had he sacrificed his career just to point a picture like yeah. police brutality should stop. Do people have? Do we do we have to? Absolutely no, not. But should. this is the world we're living in. So he's got two choices or three choices. He did what he did. And now it might cost him his life in Korea. What if he took a little bit different approach, different approach that because Koreans are so sensitive to being called ignorant or rude or ra- they don't like that. But there's other ways, indirect ways to approach that where might you might get way better results. And it's not Okay, not calling Nate, a spade a spade. How would you have put it? How would you have put no, it? Not, not in how a post? would you have put it? He's, dude. He probably saw it, had a shitty reaction. Maybe he was having. Maybe he was on the bus and, and three people touched his. I've talked about this before. But sometimes you get sensitive and you. Ninety-nine percent of the time, everything's cool. But one day you walk, you're having a shitty day. Hundred percent. You walk into a restaurant, and the kid goes, "What are you looking? And it's a bad day. <laughs> it's a bad day. You, 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 you want to smash every it. every <laughs> every Thursday and Sunday." <laughs> <laughs> But, it's like, <laughs> but listen, but it happens. You have shitty days. Is it forgivable? Yes. Sit down and talk. Well, that's it. There has to be more understanding. Yeah, that's it. From both parties. And I just feel like... And, and you don't think... But come on. Korea's come a long way in the years that I've been here. They've come a long Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And, but how and they still got a long way to go. Who who has a long way to go? I personally, I've never... Uh, maybe yeah, but. I don't know. I was gonna say when I go into I think street, people I all over the world have a long way to go, all over the world. I, I agree. But, but you've it, lived it, in different countries, Renee. You've lived in Ghana. You lived in Africa, like different parts of Africa. You've lived in Canada. And now you're living in Asia. Mm. If you compare Korea's level of ignorance to the outside world with the other countries that you put you you've lived in. Who are we using as a, as a representative of Koreans, though? Because I think yeah. 99% of the people are fine, but it's a 1% of dickheads that that want that have a big mouth. And no, but if the 1% America. have a louder voice, then it's so like, with, with the question I'm putting to Nate, do you think, in terms of comparative to the other countries, no, Korea has much a longer, uh, a longer way to go? Oh, like because in Canada you can see a multicultural environment, even though racism exists and stuff. Absolutely. But, but back but at home in, in Ghana, I can see like it's it's like a multicultural. Bro- hold, hold on, hold on, though, hold on. Though. That's in in Accra and Cape Coast and go, some. Go yeah. out to the western region and the far on the Ivorian border where they don't see white people. They don't see any multicultural. Mm. I couldn't tell the difference between the Togolese, the Beninois, the Nigerians, mm. the the Malayans. Mm. But the Ghanaians could say he's from Nigeria. Look at the bump yeah. on the back of his head. <laughs> He's from Mali. Look at his nose. He and I go. How can you tell all of those features? Mm. And now I can between Japanese, Korean, and Chinese. Yeah, which, but first you before you they're all Chinese. I think I can identify if you line Brian, up you twenty. Can't. I think. Sure, I think you can't. <laughs> to what? To what percentage? Okay, but this, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, there are there are some. Very so after living in the refugee camp with refugees from 15 different countries, mm. I slowly started to think and, and see the differences in the yeah. facial features, mm. but. 
you living in Accra is is very like that's like saying I I live in Itaewon. I live in Itaewon yeah. or I live in Dok on Dokdo. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean it's going to be very very different. So in in parts of West Africa where I was, there mm. was many parts that still Sub-Saharan Africa yeah. in Niger. I mean I was the first white person that they'd seen in in 15 years because of the civil war. Mm. So yeah, maybe they're not a, they can't express as much or they're not as aggressive yeah. maybe about it, but I'm sure it still exists, but it's, it's just hard to figure out. They're still very homogeneous there. In so terms every, of developed nations, mm-hmm. Korea is by far the most homogeneous, the most xenophobic, and with the, the most distance to go to to reach, you okay, know, okay. the other OECD countries call it. Mm. Yes, but in terms of the poorer countries or, or the less developed countries, mm. I mean, they're also very homogeneous because nobody's... Nobody's going there. Invest in also. But is it also called homogeneous if everyone looks like you? Because in West Africa, there's a lot of countries mixed together, but they all look the same. So in in Korea, there's not, you know, there is enough Chinese here and there are some Japanese here, but it's not, again, it's not that multicultural. So, yeah, Korea has a long way to go. Fair enough. 100%. Okay, fair enough. But I don't think they're the only one. We agree that Korea has a long way to go. And then we... We can use uh, platforms to, you know, like do a little part of it. Because if everyone going to sit down and say, you know, like I'm not going to talk about issue of racism in Korea because I might for lose my career, yeah, my career. or fear of, you know, someone digging out your past, then we wouldn't take a step further. We just be backward. Because uh, or, or standing still. And like Bryce says, I I think that when they dig up your past, you can say, and not Sam because that was a different situation. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> if like, they pulled the something from me could. in high school. Yeah. Or Justin Trudeau. I mean, yeah. come on. I think 99% of us have these if we're going to dig into people's past. I'm yeah. sure we all. That's a pot call in the kettle black. Mm. I mean, okay. I was ignorant then. I, I didn't know. Now. I apologize. Yeah. I've learned and I've grown. Mm. I do that every, every and, five years I look back. And yeah, and you just I just see my Facebook post 12 years ago, like in uh, like 2012, and I realized, did I really post this? Yeah. And I delete it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see people, yeah, yeah. Until you run for president and it comes up yeah. again. <laughs> Unless someone took a screenshot. But, but it's yeah. like... If I but maybe... you should be able to not profess your innocence, but hey, I, I was immature then. I didn't know as much. Yeah, I'm much more educated now and I've changed my stance. It's one part of maturity because we all can't be matured, you know, right from the onset. 15 and 30. Yeah. You know, so... I think it's really bad for people trying to bring up, you know, like even unrelated. So people try to hit back at this post by saying, hey, you want to tell us we're racist? You were racist on a TV show, national TV show. But wait a minute. Whenever this show was aired, why didn't people come out to say this was racist? Because they weren't presenting the context was evident then. There wasn't a problem. It wasn't. Now they're not presenting the context. You get it? And then they will try to go a step further to drill this, this, you know, to drill some down further into the mud by th- bringing out sexual harassment. You know, we talk about uh, working with a new generation and, and educating a new generation, but it to me, one of the saddest things is that the teachers or the principal or someone doesn't come out and say, Yeah, exactly. Guys, you know what? You did an awesome job on the makeup. It looks great. I know you have zero bad intentions on this, and it's just yeah. a funny thing, but we must have a conversation about this situation can we teach can we teach it's, different cultures in, in 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 high school can we add it to the curriculum because like you especially said especially with what's going on at the current state of affairs in america and now around the world maybe we should have a conversation about this exactly and maybe we can bring sam to the school 
and, and let him give a talk. And maybe we can interview Sam on this podcast if he sees it and maybe he can air his opinion exactly and tell people his intent. Mm. Because I think people misinterpreted him. And you yeah, get he it. speaks fluent Korean. And, so when, and when I came to Korea at first, like he said, I couldn't identify between Japanese, you know, and Koreans and Chinese and well. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I told my friends later, hey, you look Japanese. And some people got offended. And I okay. never really understood till I learned the history between, you know, like Korea and Japan. I never mm. knew Japanese colonized Korea, you know. Mm. And the Korea was there. Like, oh, I thought we were the only ones that had been colonized. But when I learned it, I began <laughs> to understand people's sensitivity to issue a lot of some of my korean a lot of some of my korean friends don't like japanese i can say hey man brush over it it's personal to them if yeah. i say something and they feel offended like by saying hey you look japanese and they feel offended i just have to say sorry dude and that's that's and part that, of it yeah that's why i said if sam knows all that yeah like you do and he's taking the test yeah and he knows the horror that they went through for those years yeah and you know the udi 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 yeah. culture and, and you know that they're a little bit slow to react and they've developed faster than any other nation in the world other than Israel from a developing country to a first world nation. Yeah. You, you have, I think, I'm not saying he did anything wrong. I just wonder if he took a different approach, if we might be in a whole different situation now where we're having positive discussions about it and it is considered in the school curriculum and there is all these positive actions instead of all this negativity and, and you, have to, he, you have to pick sides. Was he right? Was he wrong? He has a TED talk also in relation to, to, to this. Uh, if, if, if people could also check it out uh, again and, and see. And from the post, he says time and time again. So that means he has been trying, like he has been addressing this thing. Mm. But now he feels he has to use a bigger platform. I don't know how many followers he had on Instagram yeah. then. But probably he has said it on a few talk shows and tell people, you know, like, hey, well, it's working. I don't feel offended, but a lot of my black friends do. Yeah. So, like, maybe let's do it. And now he tried to use a bigger platform and it backfired. Mm. But could people just have thought about it and said, okay, let's have a dialogue like Nate is saying about this. Mm. Do you get it? Like, because but that's the problem. Is you can't have the dialogue because people aren't willing to listen. To they're learn. not ready to listen. Yeah. They don't want to be understanding. They're set in their ways and they, they're not willing to change. I think one of the worst things that come of this too or you showed me some screenshots from his exactly. from his his, uh, his private messages his dm was like How people many, was there two suicides last year from yeah K-pop, from from k-pop stars you know K-pop like stars, yeah who are receiving all this cyber bullying bullying and, and first and of all stuff. who's i don't know who's sending these messages who had that was a, a horribly horribly offensive do you read those yeah Nate, did you see it oh. Good lord. Nigger, nigger, nigger. Go back to your country, you fucking nigger slave breed. Go home, go home. No chibe, kara. But hold on. These are in every country in the world. They're they're all over. It's it's horrendous. It's crazy. But it's not like it's only Korea. It's everywhere. It could be 1% with the loud mouth, like you said. But it could be a 13-year-old kid. It could be... But But it shows people not willing to learn. Yeah, or they're just the just inside angry people. But why? And and, and why are they angry? Because they've been ostracized. Because they've been abused. Because they've been harassed as kids. The guy's the wanted. Now he can be a superhero online behind his keyboard. He can say whatever he wants without consequence. You don't, you don't know how an it incident feels like happened in Eunice. Like I, I want to address this. Then I, I almost forgot about it. Mm. So when we were in Eunice, we were playing soccer one day, and someone shows me a post one girl makes on Facebook. She's a, an international student. I think she was watching these documentaries, war documentaries in Africa, all this UNICEF stuff, and mm. she posts on Facebook emotionally. Why can't people in Africa stop giving birth? Because 
they are poor, they can't feed the kids. And then, like, as someone from Ghana, from Africa, I felt really offended. And mm-hmm. people type like, and they, they brought, like, people started pulling up the country because this person was from Mongolia. And then comparatively, GDP between Ghana and Mongolia, Ghana was way ahead. And then mm-hmm. people started addressing, like, how can you not research and just post yeah. an ignorant post like that? And then I'm pretty sure she didn't expect her post to receive this much backlash. It was as yeah. a because it's emotional. too easy, right? That's yeah. it. It's too. There's no consequence. There's no responsibility for your actions online. Yeah. So so she took off the post, but one other friend who was defending her got into an uh, like you know into a brawl with me because she said, "Why did she have to delete her post?" And I'm said, "Hey, the person already admitted she was sorry. She apologized with us. We are cool with it." Yeah. But she was like, "No." It's her opinion. She has the right to defend it. People shouldn't give birth. That's what she thinks. And well, then you can pe- change your opinion too. And people <laughs> should going. know, like, your opinions are your opinion. But once they affect other people, you should begin to take responsibility for it. You can you can just keep your opinions in your head and no one will have a problem with it. Mm. But once you try to use social platforms like to voice out your opinion, these kids thought it was funny and they thought, hey, we could get a lot of likes by uploading it. Mm. And then you're going to get likes and you're going to get backlashes too as well. Mm. But once you get, are you ready to use that same platform to come and address the issue? Like, hey, this is how I meant it to be. I'm really sorry if people took it this way. And that has to be part of the education these days that, the kids have to be taught that they're responsible. The internet's not erasable. Yeah. It's there forever. And you have to be responsible for your actions. And you can't just put whatever comes to your mind. You can't just shoot it out there because it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Keep those things in your head. Talk to your friend about it, whatever. Yeah. And then cool down and then do it. That's why I wonder if, if Sam, I don't I have no idea mm. if he did it when he was a little bit hot or he said, come on, this is the third time this week. I did it on the TV show. I did it. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. But, from but if rant. he just, if he just, you know, went for a nap, woke up and okay, I got to find a new way to do this. I've done it this way 10 times. It's not working. I got to try a different way, a different approach for this. And not a, even like the Koreans, even the exclamation marks make him go, oh, he's angry at us. Oh, he's trying to, he's yeah, trying to teachers, tell us. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. When I when I read that, it's, it's but we're totally not Koreans. We're not from the Udi culture. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's subjective, and if you and then yeah. and then when he apologized, so probably like you said, maybe he just thought about it later and said, okay, I have to apologize for this. But what people misunderstand is he didn't apologize for his post. What he apologized for was. Exposing that was, I think, exposing underage kids like mm-hmm. high school students and bringing their images without blurring it or anything, releasing their information, yeah. their school, and other stuff. That's what he apologized for. Mm-hmm. But people took it like, okay, he backed out. Like, I'm sorry that I took offense that you did yeah. blackface. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't have to take and offense. That's okay what people what people uh, think. Like, oh, yeah. it's okay because Sam said he's apologizing, but no, it's again a wrong interpretation of what he said. So twice he has been misinterpreted mm-hmm. by saying, and people said, and people also like, Sam is backing out mm-hmm. from like, because Koreans have overpowered him. Mm-hmm. No, it's one thing to admit that, okay, I didn't use my platform well because I exposed people, mm-hmm. but the same point still stands. Yeah. We need education. And, and that's Korea's hate in all of this is that they don't like being seen in a global audience, which just started becoming yeah, as, as an uneducated, as an ignorant country. They don't. They honestly don't believe that, so they don't want to see it. I don't think most people are. Though. And the cancel most culture. I don't think most people are ignorant, ignorant and racist. I think it's the. I think. It's I don't say like, racist. I think ignorant. Ignorant. A hundred percent. A lot of people. A lot of people ignorant. 
to. I don't mean 100 percent of the people. I mean 100 percent. There are many, many yeah. ignorant, and but there are in Canada as well. Everywhere. When, and when you and when you say ignorant, it's as we've defined it earlier as mm. not knowing and and not expected to to know. Yeah, with a particular yeah. context, you know, like mm. particular field. Yeah, yeah. You you get it. Yeah. So it's not like calling like yeah exactly, but like what it's I say. Not, is, it's ignorant. Hey, you don't know. Not ignorant. And there's, there's a difference stupid, between yeah. blatant racism and subtle racism. You know, like. I, my problem in Korea is when it's not spoken, but you know, like, but First. you can feel it. Mm-hmm. Let me give an example with my, you know, so Black Lives Matter. And I started talking about like racist experience with one of my one-on-one student. Mm. And this guy works in HHI. And I said, okay, hey man, like he didn't even know like racism, the word in English. I translated it mm. to in Korean. I was like, and then he had to think so deep. I said, okay, what experience of racism have you felt before? And he said he went to a restaurant in Japan. He ordered food and his food came an hour later. So he felt the waiter was being racist. And I said, okay, what language did you order your menu in? Mm. And he said, English. And knowing his level of English, I think I asked him, could you feel you might have been misinterpreted by the waitress or waiter? Mm. And then maybe didn't really hear your order or something like that. Because mm. we're talking about like... we talking about like people don't have any idea like what is racism and what is not Mm. you get it because like at at some point in time people said okay fine like my uh, my friend was working in australia and people say ni hao and she said this is really racist then i posed the question like okay what if you were chinese and the person hit it or what the person said would you take it like the person took an effort to learn my language how to say hello because people could misinterpret like race and ignorance and you should take it from even when we're walking down the street and the kid goes hello 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 yeah you could be russian right (laughs) so (laughs) or it's i mean even though the even though they i am english or i speak english and everything sometimes you go like oh why are you centering me yeah why are you why are you yelling in my language yeah Yeah. but yeah exactly we can we we can all like it's not brush this issue off but there are deeper issues that we have to address than you know like someone you know misidentifying you because when i take a taxi the taxi drivers are like Sri Lanka, Pakistan, <laughs> Uganda, like that. And yeah. like, so I take offense sometimes at a moment because I think the best thing to do is to ask where the person is from if you're not sure. Yeah. You know, instead of guessing because people could take offense. But that kind of offense that I would take is not a rage one. Yeah. You get it. I just always say people are ignorant. Maybe it and again, you use it. Him. You use it as a teaching. Yeah, point. as a teaching platform. Because we used to get it all the time. Are you American? You would be riding with a, a foreign woman, mm. and they'd say, "Oh, is she your Russian Russian prostitute?" And I'm like, "Okay, I can smack you, or I can teach you." Listen, yeah. that was ten years ago. Mm. There is not predominantly Russian prostitutes here anymore. Mm. That's not what happened. It's not who's here anymore. There's been a huge influx of teachers yeah. and the majority of white women you see in this city are probably going to be teachers mm. and when you see foreigners it's polite to ask where are you from yeah exactly. not are you american to everyone because just like you don't like to be called japanese many canadians or australians or anything don't want to be called americans mm. and you use you can either smack the guy or go you know on a tirade or you can give it an one, opportunity to learn one more thing first time <clears throat> first time saying this might come out sound weird but <laughs> What, um, as foreigners in Korea, like we've we've come here, and this is actually something that uh, a lady brought up in my class about the directly about the Sam issue. She said, yeah. "He's he's a man who lives in in my country, yeah. and, and you know he he's come here and he and he lives in Korea. Why should he be dictating 
how we feel or what we say or or how we think. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. Like almost in in my mind, I'm drawing some some parallel between Western worlds and when uh, Muslim people are mm. are are going in. You hear like, "Don't bring your Sharia law." Yeah. Again, this is a very it's a big extreme, but um, maybe they feel maybe they feel the same. Don't bring your Western ideals or or ways of life. We're fine how we are. You know why? Why? Yeah, but when your way of life or your normal like way of life affects people culturally yeah. or drives hate towards mm-hmm. a certain race, then you might have to relook at your culture. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah. So like maybe yeah, some ten, fifty years ago, it was it was normal because Koreans just thought oh the way to show black people is like. But now we have black people here who could play the role. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe ten, fifteen years ago it was hard to find a black person to act. Right on, now, on, yeah. on screen but now you can have it I'm, I'm gonna give you a typical example you know i've had some few like oh probably like uh, yeah a few races like experiences here racism mm. in the industry so you i, I you asked about my modeling career and mm. stuff so just this year i got the you know a message from an agency and i hardly get those because as a black person in korea modeling is very hard because mm. Koreans naturally would prefer a light skin to to play a role on TV mm. because probably they might see it as superior. So it's already another battlefield yeah. I'm facing. I'm sure some was facing it in more the barriers, industry. Yeah. yeah, more barriers as well. So Kyung Chun Chicken requested, you know, Kyung, Kyung Chun Chicken, yeah. right? yeah. really famous. So they requested models and they I think they specifically wanted a black model, a white model, an older person and a kid. Mm. Yeah, to model chicken, you know. So so we so we go eating I, the bones. so we go we we go and then we we take in so this agent contacted me i was really surprised because i i don't normally get a lot of offers from 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 him but particularly he looked through his cacao and so oh this is the black model and then let's Mm. see so he requested that i come and i just took a train from here to all the way to seoul Mm. he drove the the there was another um, model he's really good Uh, he drove the guy from seoul to their Mm. free ride came we did this shot Easy gig, finger modeling, hold the chicken, mm. position it, this, that, and finish. And I was late because I had a different gig that I had mm. to do in Ulsan. So right from there, he just dropped me off at the KTX station. I took a KTX and I came. And then I texted him my bank account number, mm. expecting, because normally you, we get paid right after that. Oh, okay. So, so you're done the gig? Yeah, when you're done with the gig, you get paid. It's not like you have to wait the end of the month for salary. So mm. this was like 25th. So I sent him a message like, hey, you know, like, this is my bank account number. Thanks for it. It was nice working with you. And then two days later, the money's not in my account. So I text the other model, you know, white guy and say, hey, man, did you get paid? And he's like, yeah, I got paid in cash right away. So I text this guy and I said, hey, man, but you paid the other model in cash, right? Like you paid the other model right mm-hmm. away. Why haven't you transferred my money? He's like, I'm going to pay you on 30th. And I'm like, why did you pay that dude right away and you're going to pay me at the end of the month? This yeah, is not yeah, a salary yeah. job. This is a gig. We do pay as you go. And you know the reason he told me? Because the other guy didn't have a bank account. <laughs> it's very, you know, like, it's in, it's ra- it's racism. Indirect in a way because, like, what does having a bank account? If you have the money in cash and you have a bank account, it's simple. You just put it in your bank account and send it to me. Or if he didn't have it, why didn't you give me cash when yeah, you dropped yeah, me off? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and even on the 30th, he paid me around 7 p.m. by constantly me texting him, you know, like, uh, and yeah. I, I, I talked with the white guy about his experience in the modeling industry. And I found that he isn't facing as much 
barriers like I'm facing. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Exactly. So I just felt, whoa. On the low, they wouldn't tell you in the industry when you are going into the modeling industry or career acting, mm. entertainment industry. They wouldn't tell you sometimes we don't want you to be the face of Samsung mm. because of your skin color. But indirectly, they would just say, oh, we casted other models like blah, blah, blah. I, I think indirectness is... Uh, it hurts more than someone being blatant and say, hey, I'm not paying you because then I know I'm not going to work with you. I think it's. I think you can tack that up to a, to a cultural thing. I've had... One really good example. I had uh, a friend who owned a hog one, and I I worked for him for uh, I, I would do a couple of Saturday classes, and the new semester was starting. This is a, a good. He's a close friend. Hey, are we starting the are we starting the class next uh, next Saturday? Yeah. Well, yeah. The kids really love those books that you used last you know last term. Good. So w- the class is going to continue because I know the kids are going from uh, elementary to middle school. The moms thought your class was great. I'm like that's good. What what's happening next week? Well, you know, kids, the their their schedules like to change here. <laughs> Do I have a class? Oh no. Yes or no? <laughs> yeah. What? No. Like you couldn't have just said no ten times before. Yeah, I think, that's very common. I yeah. Think, I, think, I mean, the uh, beat around the bush, yeah, not give it exactly, the answer, especially yeah. if it's not a positive mm-hmm. answer. They don't like to go directly to the point on something negative or or a straight up no. But the point is, it's like, it exists. Yeah. Whether you admit it or not, it exists. The way you put it doesn't change the fact that you are denying me equal access to opportunities because of my skin color. Mm. But if you face to address the issue like, hey, it exists, then we know it's a problem and we start working isn't, towards isn't it. Modeling, isn't modeling and acting a different... Oh, it's, not, uh, it's not a hoglon job, right? I don't know. They cast the... Right, maybe it's a stupid comment, but there, <laughs> if, I, I think modeling is, is isn't that different? Don't they look for specific? Don't they look for specific roles? Or, yeah, your pipes are too big. Sorry, features. Yeah, yeah. so sure. some so modeling jobs mostly specify Caucasian, looking for like Southeast Asian, because it depends on what role you're gonna play. Sometimes mm-hmm. they need extras for a movie. Yeah. Sometimes they want to model like uh, fashion clothes or something, and they think, oh. I always wonder about over about like super obese people who get cat like. Uh, yeah, like in modern industry, it's really hard. Yeah, so most, most, the, but when the gigs don't have specific races, like race attack attached to oh, them. Okay, so I guess each gig is. Yeah, it's different. Okay, yeah, okay. so maybe you need a runway model. If you state a runway model, then if you like, you're a person that wants only this category of people, mm. you should add it mm. to minimize the number of applications sure. to it. Of course, yeah, yeah. Do you get it? That's how the industry should work. The mm. same with looking for teachers here. Yeah, exactly. Only from the seven countries. Only, but they don't tell you only from the seven countries and white right. because yeah. that's not okay. And they say, attach your picture to it. Right. And then you can easily so be kicked weird. out. Yeah, yeah. So one thing about when I apply, I was applying jobs in Korea, I thought, first my picture was on it. I didn't really care. But then I saw that it didn't help me in a way. Mm. And later when people call you and they see you, you can see the disappointment on their face because talking on the phone sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear the disappointment in their voice? Yeah. And last two Last month, we were in Busan. We had an incident with a taxi driver. I spoke Korean quite good. So the police, I'm sure, couldn't tell I wasn't Korean. Mm. So this taxi driver is driving us around with his, like, tie burst. And then the car is shaking around. And we like, hey, man, it's dangerous. We want to get off. Mm. He had barely driven for, like, three minutes. The meter hadn't read. This guy insisted on charging us. And we're like, no, man, dude, it's the problem is your car. You shouldn't be driving with this car in the first place to pick yeah, us yeah, up. Yeah. You can't deliver, like you, I said deliver, you can't, you can't 
put us to our final destination. So you shouldn't have even picked the, the call up in the first place. This taxi driver starts arguing with us and I know it's going to get into a confrontation. If it was to, for, for, to be for me, I wouldn't have paid. Mm. But my cousin pays and it's like, let's avoid this thing. But I had already reported through Kakao Taxi. Mm. Automatically goes to the police. They call me. It's like, where are you? We saw there's a report, blah, blah, blah. They sent two police cars, you know. This part is like six people all of a sudden came. <laughs> and then like they came and then they realized it was a foreigner. And they were, I heard them talking among this, oh. themselves like, he is... His Korean is good, blah, 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 blah. And I could feel a little bit of disappointment, even mm. though they wouldn't state it like, sure. damn, we thought you were Korean. And they said, so far as there was no physical assault or something like that. And I'm like, no, this the point of it is not about, it's about how the guy treated us. Mm. He is driving with it. If I if I was driving with a car, mm. I was driving a car because I, I drive in Korea and I, I had a burst tie and the police stops me over. They could probably prosecute me or arrest me because... I knew it and I was still driving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, no, it's the tie doesn't. And I took a picture and I showed them. And they're like, no, the, the tie is not like, it's not burst. It doesn't have air. And I'm like, it's not that. The guy got into like, into a little brawl with us, even though there was no fist fight or anything. <clears throat> but putting my life in danger yeah. is a concern for you. Why should you say someone of soil? Like, it's no problem because you came and realized I was not a Korean. Right. And from there, they could, they could, they already assumed or presumed I was foreigner. I was a Korean from the way I was talking. Mm. And they come in, they're disappointed. Like, we thought we were going to save our own, but. One last one, quick one. Not related to skin color. Yeah. But remember when we had Ube Don? Yeah. And he changed his name. What's his Elias online? Jose Elias is East Marshall. East Marshall. Mm. Because when he would apply for teaching jobs and it, uh, clearly showed a Muslim name. Hmm. He wouldn't get any jobs. Yeah, changed his name to East Marshall. Hey, I'm a Canadian Pakistani. Now he gets a million jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of, a lot of, a lot. And of... that's like you say, you can read the disappointment in their voice or their or their face. Same thing, just on the name alone. And those are just part time gigs, right? No yeah. pictures or whatever. So who are you? If you put your real name, nothing. Nothing. If you put the other one, boom, get all the jobs you want. Yeah. So if 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 we could address it like, okay, this system exists and we all identify it's a problem, it's a cancer, we can work towards it by educating people, then we can. But if people fail to admit that there is this kind of unspoken racism, unspoken discrimination in here, then we can never tackle it. Because I think a lot of foreigners have gotten used to the idea like, this is how Korea is. This is how Korea is forever going to be. We never, yeah, we're never going to be accepted. It's, it's changing, but your country has it. My country has it. These conversations that we're having are important. Yeah, I'm hoping we it's going to We go and have these conversations way. with a few other people, hmm. and, and we share this with some people, and, and it slowly, slowly moves the needle and starts changing the, the, the mentality of the general society. But, yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. And remember back to the Udi culture and why they're in this position in the first place. Invasions. Yeah, I mean, protecting protecting over them over the yeah, protecting from the outside. Yeah. And, I mean, we're married to Koreans, so obviously it's changed. I mean, obviously something's changed because we're married to them now. So, yeah, it's these conversations are important. Keep having them, you know, as many people as you can, and, and it'll slowly start to make a difference. Yeah. Anyways, dude, we're running out of time here. Let's call it. Uh, Let's call it. It's been. It's been like hearing, you know, the opinions of different people. Next time, I would like to have like Koreans also on board yeah. to try to listen to the opinion about this whole thing because this is coming from our perspective. Absolutely. It would be balanced if we could have a Koreans perspective and like ask them. Well, let's what, get one. What did you feel about this? You know, like 
this post does it attack you personally because most of my friends that i talked with are already open-minded mm. so they're really angry at the people who are canceling you know cancel sam mortuary cancel k-pop cancel blah 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 cancel culture yeah. <laughs> it's getting crazy because you saw what they did to japan cancel japan boycott japan and it really took effect. Yeah. And these days, if is. you say cancel anything, it takes. So that's what I'm just worried no, about. Soon, soon there's going to be more canceled than not canceled. <laughs> the canceled is going to be the majority. So that uh, will be, uh, we'll be all right. Anyways, Duke, we got to cut it. Let's uh, let's do it again before you. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. All right, dude. It Everyone, was nice, man. Goodbye. Peace out. Yeah. See you.